No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, what's up? Yo, so check it out. Do you like to smoke weed, but you don't want to get super high? Do you? Do you like sometimes? Like you don't want to get paranoid? I actually, feel no, weird? I don't. I I like all the highs. Well, there's some me. of us that don't like that feeling of getting all weird and too high and, and paranoid and have anxiety. And for those of us that feel that way, our sponsor Sunset Lake CBD has something whoop special. Whoop whoop, Sunset Lake. This shit is no joke, man. Mm-hmm. This is. The premium, premium CBD. It really is. These guys are a farm out of Vermont, and it used to be a farm that <clears throat> made milk for Ben and Jerry's, and they wanted to diversify. So, so they've they been wanting to have fun from the beginning. Yeah, they um, <laughs> they collaborate with ice the cream and CBD <laughs> University <laughs> of Vermont to implement regenerative agricultural practices such as cover cropping and crop rotation to preserve soil health and fertility for future generations. Their hemp is 100% pesticide free and they use only organic fertilizer. And check this out, just like here in Oregon with the cannabis industry, when the dispensaries get shipments of cannabis, they get a report from the laboratory when you order from Sunset Lake, you can actually look on their website and see third-party test results for all the products. And they have a social mission, which is to advocate for ending the war on drugs, which we are all fully behind. They are donating 4.2% of online sales in July and likely further to the Drug Policy Alliance in hopes of furthering police and prison reform as it relates to drugs. Also, these guys take care of the people that work for them by paying their employees a minimum wage of $15 an hour. So That's pretty dope wow. right now. A company you can feel good about supporting, sunsetlakecbd.com. Look, here's the deal. They sent us this huge box of goodies. All goodies. the goodies they carry. Yeah. I have been looking Two for something. Two of everything. I've been looking for something to smoke since we moved to Oregon. This stuff came all the way from Vermont, and it has been my go-to every single day. Since they sent it to the house. I'm grateful to it, to Sunset yes. Lake CBD. I really am because you guys really have helped to chill Aaron out in the way that he needs it. <laughs> yeah. For real. For real. And, we and got it's an cute to see you smoking out here. That's something that's not a 
fucking cigarettes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, th- that's true. What was the update? Th- the update is me and Aaron tried the coffee last weekend oh on Saturday God. morning. First of all, amazing coffee with a, whatever, without the CBD, whatever. My favorite Amazing roast. beans, very good roast. It's like premium coffee. And then you add their beautiful CBD to it, and you drink that, and... You're about, awake but laid back. About 10 minutes later, you yeah, very relaxed. It was fun sitting out on the porch be, being, like, invigorated and uh, mellow coffee. at the same time. Perfect. Yeah. That and sounds heavenly. I, it, it is. It's awesome. And I, I posted on Instagram, I was like, it's like getting kicked by a mule with socks on. Oh <laughs> it, it is, man. It, it's, it chills you How out. How did you just, post it? with my thumbs mm, like this okay. <laughs> so check it out if you're interested in getting some of those wonderful cbd products go to sunsetlakecbd.com and put in the promo code nsr15 when you check out they're going to give the nsr family 15 percent off your whole order and my boss actually went Try the ordered, ordered some of it the other day he did? and when he got on the site he was like holy shit look at these prices this is awesome so go check it out, you guys. Yeah, my so, nephew did too. Ordered some tinctures. I had to check in with them. Right we'll on. report back. So gummies, <laughs> tinctures, keef, flour, coffee, stuff for your pets. You name it, they got it. Sunset Lake CBD. Go check them out. They're part of the family, you guys. What's happening? What's up, Mel? Our wonderful, faithful, longtime sponsor, Shop Tour Bus. Shop Tour Bus. Shop, Shop Tour Bus. <laughs> They sent us a beautiful letter that we thought would be the awesome. No, no. What? No, 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 no. No, that did they not didn't come from didn't Shop come Tour from, Bus. It came from who? That came from a listener. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so this is, see, this is full circle. Shop Tour Bus is known for their wonderfully thoughtful, Grateful Dead, lyrical inspired merchandise, t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, cute stuff. And it comes to you in a hand design box that's specially made for you. That can be customized upon checkout. It is the dopest merch on the virtual lot, period. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> I love that. And not only will you get your uh, item that you ordered, you will also get a bootleg. I want to say CD, but it's not a CD. It's, it's, a, not, tape. it's a tape. It's a cassette. It's a tape. And it's going to be magical. Whatever it was that was ailing you or freaking you out, you're going to put on that tape and you're going to let your... Mi- worries drift away and when you're listening to that tape you can wear that unstructured dad hat or trucker hat yeah with fire on the mountain embroidered on on the mountain one of those things or you could wear that new t-shirt or hoodie that you got and you'll feel good life will be good like um this wonderful letter that we got so this is a listener of the show who um sought out shop tour bus and this is their story Dear Aaron, Mel, and Apple, I just had to write and let you know how lovingly taken care of by Shop Tour Bus I, we have been. I have been ordering for fun Father's Day and now for our son Alex, who, after some difficult times, recently became a salesman for Volkswagen in Devon, Pennsylvania. Of course, since he just sold his us a new VW due to the rising repair costs of our old car, we had to use this occasion as an opportunity to shop at Shop Tour Bus. The T-shirt the bus came on, b- the bus, bus came by, and I got on was the perfect opportunity for us to send our son to a very special box from Shop Tour Bus. Not to a box, but get. They the send him all the way to a box. Yeah, get in, get in, get the in box, that box, schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say it nice because they want to congratulate him. It's a oh, nice yeah. box. Too. <laughs> get in here, son. Things for him clicked and came together. As far as his first car was a VW. Now he has two more. Works for VW dealer. We can support. 
tour bus, and that means support you too. Now I have my eye on a wedding anniversary box to send to my husband, and I see the custom photos of the box tour bus just sent me of the box they're shipping out. So awesome. Good vibes, Susan in Pennsylvania. So the box says, congrats on the new uh, job. And, and for selling your for mom selling and dad your, of EW. Yeah. <laughs> and love That's mommy rad. and daddy. And so look at how personal and sweet that was. That's like a big deal. It's like specific to that family. That So look. Yeah, thank you, Susan. So thank if you, you want to support like these thoughtful, um, you know, people that create this beautiful merchandise for everybody's life, then hit up Shop Tour Bus on Instagram. Uh, ShopTourBus.com on the web. And put in the promo code... No simple, simple road. road, and you will get free, free shipping. shipping. <laughs> free shipping. So yeah, you guys um, head on out to Shop Tour Bus. Enjoy their merch. Enjoy the goodies, and tell them we sent you. You'll get free shipping, and we love you, Shop Tour. You get a whole hell of a lot more than you bargained for. Boom. Oh. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. No 
the fucking baby <laughs> screaming in the background, man. It's a the perfect way to open the, the show. Hey now, no simple road family. What's happening? Hey now, everybody hey, everybody. What's up? Let's let's say hi we to our friends. We have some very special family in town from Ohio. <laughs> Two deadheads from Ohio. Introduce yeah, yourself, sure. beautiful human beings. Yeah, my one. name is Joe, and I uh, live in Cincinnati, Ohio, with my beautiful girlfriend here, Jordan. Oh. And we are out here in Portland, hanging out with the No Simple Road family, and Hell just yeah. having a blast. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. on. <laughs> and you, we're not doing anything crazy either. <laughs> we're literally <laughs> chilling the whole time. Just so <laughs> out. Before, shit. before yeah. we get Wait, off, hold on. hang on, hang on, hang on. Jordan didn't. Yes, she yeah. did. No, she didn't. He kind of said Jordan. Oh, okay. So Never she's got to say her. Yeah, what the fuck, Aaron? Oh. Oh. See, yeah, she Jordan. feels right at home. This well, is perfect. <laughs> Shut yes. the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Jordan. I live with my beautiful boyfriend in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> oh, you're both from Cincinnati. No. Yeah. <laughs> I actually almost fell for that. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I just really am happy to be here. So that's that. We're happy to have yeah. you. So why don't you guys, what were you going to, were you going to get into I was going to say, it? before we get off into having a conversation here, this week's guest is Russ Lawton from the Trey Anastasio band. And his new project lamp which is russ lawton uh, scott metzger and ray pazowski from the trey anastasio band and you guys this is one of those episodes that you just need to like get a warm drink and put your feet up and just hang out and experience the magic that happens yeah. in this conversation. That's a good picture, like sit, uh, yeah. I could picture like sitting by the fireplace in yep. your easy chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but With your journal, chilling. But as you know, with No Simple Road, we don't do anything normal or the same all the time. And we're hanging out with, with these two wonderful people that came to see us. So. Yeah, so we're going to tell you a beautiful, lovely story of how you guys got here. Yeah, tell us, how, how did you end up on our porch, oh. wonderful <laughs> humans? I... Well, um, so, well, first things first, I was doing a school project, so I had to look up No Simple Road. Basically, I looked up just Grateful Dead, and it popped up, and I just got really hooked on the first episode, and it, like, when you actually think of, like, the Grateful Dead and how you think it's, like, it's a family, you, like, I just started even getting into it. Like, I had no idea what was, like to happen you didn't know what was in store mm-hmm. <laughs> i love wordy people Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and um ultimately i got my boyfriend into it. we started listening to it together almost we would write sometimes while we would listen and how things were lining up and i just finally got the ball what do you mean what's an example of how things would line up uh, i love these parts well we were like, just talking about fish, I just, just recently decided that I was like, fuck it, damn it, I guess I like them. <laughs> I, uh, gotcha. I don't know how I fell into this hole, but fuck, I did. And then I listened to an episode, and then, damn it, Mel, she was like, damn. <laughs> Punch him in the eye, and yeah. that's, that's it. She did listen oh, to that episode. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, how do they know? How do they just like also know how to tell you right when you needed to hear that? That it's wow. like, fuck it. 
yeah, you like them all. You're not just a deadhead. You don't have to hold it to that standard. You don't need to put yourself in a box if you don't have to. Yeah. Mm. And then I love that. I'm glad that you got that lesson early. It took me 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah. real. I'm very blessed to have resources like this. This is something your generation didn't have. Yeah. And like oh, yeah. not at all. That's what I'm talking about like having kids and being so connected like that. Yeah. How such a blessing that is. Yeah. Well, I get it now because it's so I it's kind of like we were having a discussion with our son about um when you have something as a your norm, it's very easy to take it for granted. That includes your parents, that includes your lovers, that includes your friends, your job, your job, your life, going to concerts, everything. And so the same lesson that we learned with uh, Simon, we and I, it's a single personal lesson and also a group lesson that like um, what we're doing, you said a word resource. I never thought of us as a resource, but um, looking back at what we've done as a body of work, if you're into um, this type of music, this is a fantastic resource for you to get to know the people that kick ass on stage and keep you shaking your ass. Well, and also get to know that there's real people in the scene that are just here because we love the music. And we love the community and the people that yeah. are in it. And, and we're keeping it going by having you guys. And that's so rad that you... Okay, well, you didn't finish. Um, yeah. You were in the middle I of it. I guess I got on a tangent. No, we, tangent we are. This is, no, this we is, this is a tangent it. show. We yeah, tangent. you were talking about you had looked us up because of school. And then you're like, damn it, fuckers, I'm hooked. Yeah. I like, and then... Well, now I guess uh, my boyfriend here has really helped me just be like, just ask, because they'll tell you no. Like, just ask <laughs> if you can go see them. We're going to go to Oregon no matter what. So just do it. And I just, like, messaged Mel one day, and she was just like, yeah, of course. Like, I would love to see you. Please. And now here we are. And now here we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. would, and I am loving seeing oh, you. Oh, this has already I been am. so amazing. I've already <laughs> cried twice. Both of you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Now tell, tell us, now you started to tell me, because I just came, came home from work, and so said, you guys left there. You're on. You're on a. This is like a precursor to yes. something you're getting ready to do. Yes, you're you taking. This, this is like a, a a a pre-run yes, of getting ready to take off around the country. Our We're about to be going out trial. on the road in a van. Wow. And this is a decision we came to in the last within the last month. Oh. I was um had a situation that was tying me to Cincinnati, and through a trip realized that it was, uh, I was putting a lot of eggs in one basket and I had a lot of things that I needed to still explore. How old are you, Joe? 26. Yeah, and, uh, that's definitely a So it was just, healthy yeah, the time that this just needed to happen and we had been talking about traveling to follow fish around next summer anyway, selling Damn art. It. And <laughs> we were just like, fuck it let's do this <laughs> and so when our lease is up in march we're going to be hitting the road in a van and this was just a test to see if we can spend all this time together in yeah, a car that's very smart <laughs> and, and i fucking love you oh <laughs> <laughs> that's love rad you too, baby. that's <laughs> rad oh, <man. laughs> two, that's a big deal to be able awesome. to say after being on the road for as long yeah, as you could be like i, I kind of like you still yeah, <laughs> with I the kind of cracky fake smile. Right. <laughs> the first day we drove 17 hours and then slept in a Walmart parking lot. 
And <laughs> I feel like if you can do that, then <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything. Well, it can be romantic. You gotta, you gotta push the limit and do that after a three night run. Right. It's fun. That's funny. Exactly. Wal- Walmart parking lots are always like a go to because mm-hmm. you, you know can what? go. There's so many RVs. Stay there. Yep. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, is everybody bags on Walmart, but they're there when you need them. No, 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 no. The parking lot is there when you need them. But if it wasn't for Walmart, they wouldn't need that parking lot. I'm just saying. Okay. You need diapers sometimes. You need certain things. Oh, right. oh, no, I thought I'm about not. It. This is not an infomercial <laughs> from Warm Up. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Back to the, the story. Yeah, yeah seventeen Sorry. hours. Yeah, Walmart parking lot. Dang. The first day, then the second day, we did twelve hours. But then we got to camp in Boise National Forest. Whoa! Which was, Damn, that was so beautiful. So, so beautiful. fucking beautiful. And we got there, and I was just like in a shit mood. We had no service, and. I had been... Not uh, because we didn't have service. Right. I had, that was like kind of the last straw of like a full day of just being on the fucking road again. Yes. And <laughs> it's fun until you do it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. I it's a romantic like, thought. <laughs> right. Right. I had been like keeping my mom in the update on what we were doing. And yeah. when we didn't have service, I was like, oh no, she's going to fucking freak out, think I'm dead or something. But then put my boots on and we went and took a nice little hike smoked a little weed and i sat right by this fast moving river with all these rapids Mm. and i just sat there stood on this rock and like took it all in the fucking mountains and the trees Mm. and i got the most amazing picture i was like i was just standing behind him and i just got to capture that moment oh of him doing it Yeah. yeah and he was just like he didn't like. Re- I told him I was going to do it, but like he didn't know when I was going to do it, you know. Yeah. And he was just like, Im- just literally enjoying that moment, that and it was really cool. So I feel like those are. Wait a minute. Those are very special things when somebody is a witness to a pinnacle moment, like that picture hanging in the living room. Yes. Th- those rooftop moments. Mm-hmm. Those like army, uh, rocky arms. Not army. I don't know why I said army, but rocky arms. You know, right. up the. <laughs> It's it's rad. I That's feel a, you like you should frame that pic. We have. Yes. I got to tell you guys something. Frames. We we were talking earlier about me and Joe were talking about um, when Jordan got turned on and how he had been trying to get her turned on to the dead and fish and the whole scene and it just wasn't happening and it was because of expectation. Yes. And, and how so much? Yeah. <laughs> when you have expectations for somebody. N- most of the time you're going to disappoint yourself. And the reason that you're disappointed is not because that person didn't measure up. It's because you had an expectation. It's your fault, not theirs. But my point is going on the road is the exact same thing. When you guys finally hit the road, go with no expectation. Then you cannot be let down by whatever happens. Just go to go knowing that you're going to go drive a car. Right. That's it. And whatever I, happens, happens, man. Yep. That's so true. And that's yeah. going to be the best part, too. The shit that isn't even, don't think is supposed to happen, but then does and leads to the next thing. Well, and right. this is um, a shout out to Erica and Tim from Thriving in Tie-Dye because they were some listeners that came in, um, around their little cross-country trip and visited us. And mm-hmm. she went home um after she left here, not saying because of us, but like through her trip and everything that she's gone through, making jewelry and tie dye and just, you know, being an, a little entrepreneur and or renewed spirit. And sometimes you need to move in order to 
get those feelings and those energetic awakenings and those, you know, see things you've never seen, be inspired in a way that you never thought, like staring a mountain in the face when you're never around them. It's a majestic thing. Yes. It's like, look at this fucking (laughs) rock. Where did it come from? How did it poke out of this? Like, where did it come from and how is it so big? And it's amazing. So I highly encourage you two to explore and on the heels of what Aaron said, no expectations. Just that you're on an adventure. Like you took like a little knapsack. You didn't even know if you're going to be gone for dinner or not. You, right. You're just going. And it's then it can be so innocent and fun and like more of a, something to deflate you and relax you right. as opposed to something that like stirs you up i think we've all had enough of stirring yeah yeah right now yeah seriously they're doing in a way too it's it's really encouraging we talk about like generations and stuff it was like tim and erica when they came i've heard people say over the years especially as we're getting on it's like well you can't do that anymore you know you can't really just take off and follow bands around the country like well you can't follow grateful dead anymore and stuff but now you can follow so many different bands about it's from city to city playing ping pong tour Andy yeah. Frasco tour it's or free. just whatever music what's they awesome. can get their hands on it's awesome to see now like the younger generation carrying that on and taking off and Tim and Erica kind of like you guys, they just decided one day they're like you know what like they had good jobs they had stuff going on but they're like Let's do this yeah. and just do just doing it, just doing it. Same thing like us moving up. You just got to do it, that thing. Mm-hmm. And if it's scary, Whatever it's even Mr. better. Nike. Yeah. yeah. And, if, and if it's scary, that's great. It's like that's scary picking up and just saying, you know what? Fuck it. But you got to do that. Well, and the adventure will be amazing. That's one thing about pre-COVID and now, they're... Even Garcia said this. He, he said that, like, following the dead was the last great American adventure for somebody in their 20s, 30s, whatever. Yeah. That, that you used to be able to ride the rails. You could hobo it. You could jump yeah. on trains. You could, you could hitchhike. hitchhike. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't do that anymore. You can't do that safely now. But you can do what you guys are doing. Well, but you want to know what's rad? Like, that... Um Remember that guy that did um, Craigslist and he like yeah. traveled every like there's modern times. We have to adapt. There's ways to be a nomad and to do it responsibly. Yes, exactly. You know, yes. and to still have that sense of adventure. It's about research. Yes. And resources. Yes. Yeah. And being honest and open and talking and constantly having it being a conversation constantly brings up questions and answers well so you know where you're at yeah. right if you're yeah. not having conversations how can you know where your other your partner's at I, i'm curious joe how did you get turned on to the dead for me my senior year of high school i had this library that was by my house and it had a pretty extensive cd collection that you could borrow from and so i would go there and search through the bins and i had would take home maybe 20 to 25 at a time just stack up on all your limit shit. i found i worked at a library that's like your limit like yeah. that's all you can take Joe. right they definitely right had to limit me right <laughs> i would have taken the whole thing at once but like i found so many bands away i found tool grateful dead fish um sublime all kinds of bands that way and then like i had it was um let's see it was without a net that is the disc that they had there. And so I listened to it 
And I just did not understand it at the time. I had <laughs> never drank. I'd never done any drugs. And it just, like, didn't speak to me yeah. at all. And I just was like, this is like, this is like fucking hillbilly country music. Like, what? That, how are people into this at all? Like, I just didn't get it. And my mind at the time refused to accept that this could be, like, a thing at all. Like, just not understanding. And then I went off to college at uh, Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. And there's this uh, shop there called Bagel and Deli Shop. And it's a head who was on tour from, like, the mid-60s until, I think it was 72 or 73. And he dropped out of tour, and he had been making his way selling bagel sandwiches. And so he went to Oxford and opened up this bagel shop. And my mom went to school there. So ever since I was a kid, I had seen the Dancing Bears because they use it on their uh, merchandise and shit. And so <laughs> then, like, going there my, f- like, first <laughs> night going uptown or whatever – drinking with all these new people I had just met that like coming from my very sheltered childhood like coming into these new experiences Mm -hmm. all at once was just like a lot and uh, I can remember walking into fucking Bagel and Deli and seeing the bears and then remembering that I had listened to that um, that without a net CD and like all right maybe I need to Maybe I need to give this another chance. And by then I had tried weed for the first time. Tried weed. (laughs) (laughs) And like had this like tiny window open for myself. And then listening to it again after that, it like slowly inched its way in. And then uh, I graduated in 2016 and uh, Dead & Company was playing at Riverbend in Cincinnati. And uh, a good friend of mine from college was like, you have to come with me. And I was like, $60 for a lawn ticket? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I like the dead, but I don't know. I don't and know. then... I don't know about $60, like... Right. And then my grandma happened to send me some money. What? Uh, like, a couple days later. For, um, for the concert? No, just randomly. Yes. It's like Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, oh that's my. right. It was but Valentine's yes, Day. She was. happened to give me some money. And... Now you have to go. I was like... Shit, I gotta go now. I wish you could and see so the face that he just made. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cute. <laughs> then I went and like I didn't even know half the songs, but I felt like this very visceral, real presence that even though um even though I didn't know really what was going on, that it like planted this this very small seed then I was like, Oh, well now I need to know these songs if I'm gonna see them again. So then that was uh, that summer of 2016 was the plunge in and been drowning ever since. So did, wait, hold on. How did does it, this song go? Does, right, your, exactly. does your grandma know that she sent you to your first dead show? She does not. And I'm not sure if yeah, she knew she would approve, granny. but that's okay. Granny. She doesn't need to know. Don't tell me. This bro. granny approves. Yeah. And she blows out a bong hit. Right. right. <laughs> I'm still holding it in. I still want to show your mom this. <laughs> you know, that's, that is, uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me, obviously, from listening to the first episode. When, when I started doing this, like, I, my idea was to hear about people's turn on moments and it became whatever. But that really does fascinate me. Mm. That aha moment is a trippy thing. Because it was such a important, pivotal, and time. pivotal moment in my life, 
And I'm the kind of person that like, I want to know why that happened. And I also wanted to know how it happened. Like that was 40% of what made me drop everything and go on tour was like, I need to know how and why that is a thing. And I thought like in my naive first days of the hardest days life, like I thought that it was just me. Mm. I really did. I thought like everybody else gets this a hundred percent and nobody's ever gone through this, what I'm going through and why mm. is this just me? And then over the years found out, Oh, that's, that's a thing. Right. And it happens to all of us at some point. At yep. some point. Yeah. And it's fascinating, man, that that magic recreates itself over and over through circumstance in other people's lives and it manifests the same way Mm, that's so true do you know what i'm saying like it it's the same like this my grandma didn't send me 60 bucks (laughs) but i was the same like this fucking country band that plays for 45 45 minute songs (laughs) who wants to hear that shit like gross boring and then I went to a show and I was like, oh, shit. Yep. Like. I, it's about timing. Is that it? It's about the time because I knew those same songs too. And the Grateful Dead did a lot of redos of Motown and just other kinds of songs too that I'd known. So it it strikes you a certain way at a certain time. It's like smelling the jasmine in the breeze you can't always smell it but when you do it is noticeable and it stops darwin you in your didn't tracks. like that metaphor you <laughs> hate that one all right it is like no <laughs> darwin, i didn't have another one that was it but you know but it's no it's just something that stops you in your tracks you know and you can hear it and hear it and hear it, but then you hear it i can say that that was the first experience i had after leaving this bubble of college that i had been in for four years where I was able to really do anything that I wanted and not have any repercussions at all mm. because it was just it was your, your time, man. my time. Yeah. yeah. It was my time to explore the world that to I had divvy been divvy out as you felt necessary. Yeah. And, and here's the, tr- the trip. It is forever your time now. Mm, that is yes. so that true. shit doesn't yeah, end, is. man. Yes. It that doesn't. So it's still my time. I'm still figuring it out. I don't fucking know. And I'm, there's like constant rebirths too. Yeah. Like that some shows true. that just blow your mind and then like go into fish and other That's what I was going to say. They go from there that we opened up to because of the Grateful Dead. That and that's the <clears> misconception <throat> Jordan we were talking about that like that whole thing of like when we went to the Gorge Fish and me and Mel had that experience and I came back and we recorded that podcast like uh, that badge of deadhead i it kept me in a box for a really long time of experiencing other music and wouldn't it didn't any any yeah it would because i was looking for that same taste right that same flavor right and i didn't realize that there's an entire spice cabinet Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like learning how to use garlic powder. For yeah. <laughs> this is the only seasoning I like. Get away. Get away. <laughs> it was hard. Because so, 
like with me and Apple, what I love about Apple so much, we'll hear about Jordan in a second. Yeah, what, he, but what I love right, about right. Apple is that him and I have such musical um, similarities. Where Aaron and I j- just Aaron's not about it at all. But he's Aaron's coming around. You're definitely coming around. But bef- pre this turn on moment, pre fish moment, whatever when sometimes you want to express yourself through music and so when somebody can understand that or speak to you in that language that is a fun way to communicate mm-hmm. I love and that. to not have that sucks i have a poem that sounds well that just sounded so like indian i have a poem <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that speaking of like music i had like wrote it in the beginning because joe didn't know how to use his words as in the best way possible and I was just like, music was his words. Like, if you learn how to speak it, it started making me, like, I started to have to listen. Yes. Mm. Because, like, I knew he was communicating to me without me. I, if I didn't pick that up, he knew that it was. That was his way of communicating. Yes. And you had to understand, learn, to un- learn the language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to learn the language. And then I think truly that is where it opened. I, I saw. Wow. In the comments, so Trey just came out with that new album. Right. And I was reading the comments when he first put out the video for And Fly Away. I think that's the name of the song. Yeah. And somebody was like, I just don't get it. I'm a deadhead. Fish is just silly. And the the jams are fine. But the, the lyrics aren't deep. And I just don't get it. And... I, I was going to comment back and I stopped myself and I was like, okay, first of all, that was you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then if somebody had commented in some random thread on Instagram, would that have done anything for me? No. So keep your mouth shut, Aaron. But it made me realize like, that's a thing that inability to taste other spices is also a thing, just like the turn on moment. And that's okay. Yeah. It it really is. It's cool. It's it's fine. It, it takes all kinds. Well, and I, it's like Mel said, it, it's timing too. Like it's not that person's time. It took us a long time. We kick ourselves not as much now, but it took us a long time to get into fish and other bands. And I, then and all of a sudden it was last like, on my radar. what was I think is I used to think that we both did like, like fish is so they're fun. The jams are awesome. They're silly though. I don't quite get them. It's and some of the deepest music I've ever right. listened to. You're supposed exactly. to get things when you get it. it it's music that makes me laugh and yeah. like, and also make me cry yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it it's pulls. just like coming from, from a drum background, fucking fish. Is oh my like, God. Oh, <laughs> I was at uh, Pittsburgh this last fall tour, and my seat was, I was able to go at the very last second thanks to my boss, like, switching shifts with me. And so, like, during that shift, bought the ticket, left work, drove out, and my spot was right behind Fishman, like, behind him. And I just got a fucking three-hour drum clinic. Oh, that's oh awesome. Oh, my gosh. Watching, watching the way he uses his motions. Whoa. And fuck, man. He is just, like... It was crazy, and then uh, a couple of weeks after that, I had had this crazy show with the band I was playing in at the time, and just having that experience of being able to watch this fucking master sensei drummer who's been doing this thing for so long and just has everything. He's 
obviously no one's perfect, but from like someone who is, he's on like this crazy level. And you can always learn, man. Exactly. Yeah. And fuck. So, and, and think about this, like a guy like Trey, not only has, um, would have attracted Fishman into his orbit or the other way around, but also like the guy that everybody's waiting to hear the interview for of Russ Lawton, like (laughs) that, that kind of talent twice to surround one guitar player. Like what the hell, how does that happen? Like we were saying earlier about the new album with, the lyrics that are on that thing, like how does somebody tap into sing the collective consciousness in a moment? Mm. How does that happen? Or like a guy like Russ writing the groove to God of Jabu. Like how does that shit happen, <laughs> man? I don't know, but I need to know. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I guess it's life doing what it does to you and you taking your time, talent, energy, and creativity and funneling your experience into your craft. Right. Right. I think if you think about what, what Trey has been doing since fairly well (laughs) is he's been now basically touring 24 seven with whatever project he feels like going out on the road with. And (laughs) so then you take all that energy that's now built up for four years Mm. and you put it in a tiny apartment in New York and that's (laughs) what happens. Wow. Wow. And the same thing with Lamp. Like it didn't, obviously it didn't happen during quarantine, but. Yeah, like Scott said, yeah, they recorded last May. Yeah. But still that, I think about the way the universe works and all the intention that went into creating this album, right? And then all the artists' intention are, well, we're going to release this album and we're all so busy with our other projects. How are we going to get on the road to support this thing? And we'll, we'll just, we'll figure it out and they record it. And then this quarantine happens. And it's the exact medicine that we all need while yeah. quarantine right. is happening. Like you, you put on that album. We were just put it on a little bit and we before, were and yeah, that was just it's so super good. groovy, man. Uh, you know, that's one thing I, we talked about. It's one thing I love about this community, the jam band, the dead community, and everything, because we grew up on like rock. You never know what you're going to get at a show. Any of these bands we love, you never know if Derek Trucks is going to pop up on stage. If I, just you go to a show and there could be a surprise guest that you never know about. That didn't happen like back in the eighties. So I'm going to see Iron Maiden and Rob Halford from Judas Priest jumped up on stage. No. With them. <laughs> you know, now, now, it's, so you never know what you're going to get. And there's so many collaborations, all of them just doing their side projects together. There, there's never a dull moment. Never yeah, because there's like starting to end with genres. Yeah. 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 The genres are completely not even blurred. They're like gone. Which is a really good thing in one sense. And it leaves us the challenge of how to interpret things, how to explain something to somebody by how it makes you feel. Right. That's a good way. Yeah. Right. I I don't think that. Okay. But if I I said, I listened to Billy strings and it's some ripping bluegrass music. Right, and you don't like bluegrass. You've have not or haven't had experience with it. You're not going to give a shit about it off right. almost immediately. Like, but I don't listen to bluegrass. if I go, 
I listened to this new cat, Billy Strings, and I had chills the entire time that I was listening to this album. You're going to want to hear that. Do you know what I... Yeah. So you, it's genre, as we heard from our friend mm-hmm. Reed, is we all love about... We Reed, if you're listening. Is all about selling albums. I was just going to say that we had just recently listened to that episode. That's so funny. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, his I Beethoven don't... shit was oh like... Oh. <sighs> that dude is a... A Buddha, crazy teacher, and fucking he's got, shit. Dude, his eyes are like, I, I don't know if I said that, but he you reminds did. me of a panda bear. He's oh, yeah, you such a. That, but he was just like so in the moment. Like oh, every I just love was him. Like the only thing that was the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. such yeah. an attentive part. Like, like when he was looking at, like, like wow, he's really listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's into this. Put you in perspective. Like I've been trying so much. Just putting a little bit more effort into like actively listening, it's actually a lot harder than I think I thought it was going to be. Well, it's active. It's hard. (laughs) Active listening is hard. Sometimes, like, and just shutting the fuck up for once. That's hard to do, too. The world's distracting nowadays. We live in a world where it's so on to the, oh, shinies. What's that? Oh, I got so many things to do. What time is it? My Fitbit just beeped. I got to go. It's hard to to turn all that off and focus on. That one thing in front of you, well, it that's, is. That's the beauty of conversation, my friend. That's yeah. why I'm grateful for this right now. That's right. Me for sure. Fucking too. Yeah. Uh, Me, and then seeing you walk up with that Guns N' Roses shirt. Uh. <laughs> yeah, rocking the jeans. I mean, that is, that's my jam, you know. That's mm. what I, That's how I got into this whole scene, I would say, through. Grunge. Through, yeah, grunge. Um, I don't know if gr- Guns N' Roses was considered grunge. No, what that's not were grunge. they? They huh? kind of were Guns like soft metal, metal. And they, and they, metal. Were, they were a little before grunge, too. Yeah, but that, like they, right no, on the they're, precipice. They were rocking. Well, they Nirvana, were, it was like scooted right into that. I debated wearing that. To me, and then I wanted to wear my No Simple Road shirt, but I didn't want to be that person. I'm so <laughs> to me, G, GNR, GNR, they're the ones that came along when like hair rock was at its height with like a lot of the it hair rock bands poisoning. And they came in with Slash and all that, and they're still kind of a hair band in a way but they came in and just like kicked it in the teeth like this this isn't fucking love ballads and this and that they came and ripped it with yeah. their first album and then went on to i mean they have a place in history hell yeah sure. axel rose has a place always yeah. <laughs> so Sweet right. <laughs> so you guys are in in may is that what you said march, march? so we're putting the intention out that by March of next year that there'll be concerts again. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. And yes. you guys are going to come back out? Mm-hmm. Of okay. Sure. All right, cool. Of course. We're going to come back and see our family. We need, yes, you are. But yeah. I want, before, I want Jordan to talk about her turn on the bus. Yeah. And how that oh. yeah. happened. Because we need to get the, the other half of the story. Well, mine's not as, like, interesting. I think. <laughs> well, we don't know yet. Well. It could be more interesting. D minus. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'd like to do that, though. <laughs> I'd be like, that's only a four stars for Yelp. No, come Sorry. On. Come you, on. Can <laughs> add, you can add fluff for effect. <laughs> yeah, we are Yelp reviewers, so be careful. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I need to breathe. No. <laughs> well, I guess in the beginning, I was very much so, I think... 
in the closet about listening to anything other than musicals for a while. Okay. I didn't. Be- I always want. I've always loved concerts, but every time I went to a concert, I would go with somebody who didn't dance. Ooh. Oh, that puts a kibosh. You never got to get loose. No. And my or you didn't feel like you could, I should say. Well, I was v- I cared so much. When I was a kid, I would dance all the time. I didn't give a shit. Like, fuck it. I'm in a groove. I'm in a yeah. groove. But then, like, more... M- <laughs> the older as I got, um, more people stopped dancing. So then I stopped dancing because I cared so much about what everyone thought. Mm. And especially since I'm going with them. So I'm like, I can't be the, that one, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I you, felt you like that. You can't be the party starter. Right. And then we, right, I went to our very first date and we went and saw Twiddle, like our very first concert date that we ever had. And that's a good one. Danced his butt off and I danced my butt off and it was so fun to just fucking let go. I had the most fun and I was just like, there's so much more to this than I could ever thought. And it's just Twiddle. And they, I, I had a breakdown twiddle moment at, so uh, at oh, where, where were we? Just twiddle, yeah. like it's no, not like yeah, that. I just mean like to like getting me to the dead. I didn't even think that was going to be a start. I got you. Yeah, that that was on the same avenue yeah. or anything. Right. Like <laughs> when I find the love of my life, I want him to think I'm cool. Okay, so yeah, yes. then he's listening <laughs> to this thing, has this cool tattoo on his shoulder. So I'm like, I have to at least pretend I know something. <laughs> so I put on like oh. the 50, 50th anniversary of something. So it played like all of the recorded um, hits or whatever. And I was just like, slowly every day driving to his house that was like 30 minutes away listening to them to like get familiarize a yourself yes. yeah because i was l- listening to like phantom and <laughs> um, a lot of musicals things that he was not interested in and then <laughs> i was like shit this is like really good and then we got really stoned and then i was like fuck Damn it. Now I'm curious too about this because I was really like with my mom and sister, the family I was raised in, musicals was always part of my life growing up, watching all the Judy Garland stuff. So cute. I just got, I I love that kind of stuff. You guys were making fun, like like the new movie Judy and like Judy Garland, all that Uh stuff, Showboat, all those movies, Fred Astaire, all that. I I grew up on that. Was that part of your childhood? Is that why the. Yes, because my mom wanted to be them. So okay. then she's yeah. like, what do you call it when some project something onto you? Mm. Like my mom yeah. had me like try out for Disney and shit like that because she wanted me to make it. Yeah. Oh, wow. She um, wanted one of us well, to make it. Yes. <laughs> if it's not me, then it's got to be you then. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. How are musicals not? When you're growing up, it's so fun to dance and everything. That makes and adults w- in a good mood. I remember that mm-hmm. as a kid. Like, this makes my mom and grandma and everybody the, so happy. Yes. Da, da, da. It was it's the just, only time I was confident because wow. I could be someone else. Mm. Oh, okay. Yes. So yeah. do you? would you say that since you've uh, started liking the scene and the community and all that, that like... You feel more comfortable in your own skin? Well, now I dance as myself. Oh. Yes. So then, yes. Yeah. Wow. And I 
can thank my boyfriend for that. He fucking stands by me every day. Thank you, Joe, for helping her with that. That's a brave, (laughs) wonderful thing to help somebody through. Yeah, seeing the person inside the the shell and then like and wanting it to come out and like cultivating yeah. that. Yeah. Fuck has it come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're good. Woo! That shit's been I, hold you've been holding that shit back I for was. quite some time. For quite some time. You two uh, are look, so no, cute. You no guys time can't like see the, the looks, are, but you can hear it in this recording yeah. and stuff. These two, the way they look at each other and say, yeah. this is it's, it's a special no, no moment. I'm this time. No. <laughs> I'm I'll, I'll, get I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm a little tired tonight, but I'm, <laughs> I'll get there. It's well, <laughs> right? my allergies. Right? Exactly. So for all of you guys out there, like you've heard, if you've listened to the show, that is, you've heard us say, hit us up if you're in the area. Like, come by the house. We love to entertain, blah, blah, blah. blah. And Jordan was like, I wonder if they're really just saying that, like, or right. if they mean it. <laughs> well, I love the just, just, just hit them up, think? they'll say no. <laughs> right, yep. Yeah, we would have said no if uh-huh. if we didn't really mean it. And we wouldn't be saying it on the show if we didn't really mean it. Like, Well, it's not every day that you get a blessing of somebody that oh. appreciates what you're doing. It's That's not an everyday thing. And that's They want to come and express that and they want to share in what mm-hmm. you're doing. That's not an everyday thing. Well, and that's it's what I was telling them. That like Special. Talking to Russ Lawton or Scott Metzger or mm-hmm. Dave Schools, or, that's amazing. Like I love that. But m- my favorite part of no simple road is this mm, yeah. this right here it's always been this connection for me. with people and knowing that we're family and right. we've got family all over the country and we're connected by this weird energy that mm. and we feed each other's lives like like you were saying there's synchronicities that happen when you're listening to the show and believe they it or happen not when, they when happen, we're making the show they happen for our us life. with the stuff that you guys send in mm-hmm. and it's it's reciprocal man so we're just really happy you guys are here yeah we should eat yeah. pizza we're happy to be here oh yes, my gosh we are yes. yeah yeah we should we should get to the business let's do the business and follow us pizza. on on instagram at no simple road follow us on facebook at no simple road if you like doing facebook and that's your thing i i'm not going to judge you uh the No Simple Road family has a Facebook group, and you are welcome to go join that. Uh, go to www.nosimpleroad.com, and you can sign up for the newsletter there. You can also get No Simple Road merch, and there is a logo change getting ready to happen, and some Ooh. new music getting ready to happen. Aaron's been working on this for a bit. And Aaron's revamping No Simple Road. Also, we want to thank the tepid line. Hang on, man. I gotta. I'm. I'm remiss. We have Before two we, new Patreon subscribers. Oh, you know what? What? Chicken butt. Thank you. No, come on, fill it I up. I was just gonna say that um, I'm really grateful for you guys, and I want you guys to do the outro into this. Like, I want you to say something before we wrap it up. Is this you? Did you yes, sign up on Patreon? Me. <laughs> it's me. Oh, okay, have, this is a first. Okay, we <laughs> have a Chan donator in the house. <laughs> well, first Whoa. of all, we want to thank Jordan R. Whoop de whoop, Jordan R. Jordan, we speak your name. We speak your name. <laughs> and then we also want to thank Carrie D. Carrie. Carrie D. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. And if you're out there, Carrie's and you're going, have been nothing but good to us. If but you're going, if you're going, like, what's Patreon? Patreon is how No Simple Road pays the bills. Yeah. That is how we are able to bring you (laughs) 
all the shows and the stuff and the things and the whatnots and the, you know, what I'm saying. Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and sign up. You can sign up for a buck. You could sign up for 10 bucks. And it's fun. And it's fun. And if you sign up for, there's different tiers. One of the tiers has a personalized collage made by Mel and as they, a gift. And listen, I'm not going to lie. They do take a long time to make, but I'm thinking about you. I have to, it has to come to me. And when you get it, just know that I put so much love into it. And I don't, sometimes it can be a collage. Sometimes it can be something that she I make She'd be up. working feverishly like a demon I, down Sometimes the I won't touch it for a day. all over the place. I kind of do do that. Yeah, <laughs> My shit spread it's, everywhere. It's, I'm not making that up. Um, yeah, but yeah, I and I have fun doing it. And I every every time we go to Cody's house, I look at his uh, collage and I I I love it. It's like a, a baby that I'm proud of. Aww. You know. So that's patreon.com forward slash no simple road. What were you gonna say, Apple? I was gonna say that we got a new review. Yay. What? Yay. Yeah. So on July thirtieth from No No Drog No Drog ninety two. Longtime <laughs> listener, fir- first time review. Hey there, NSR fam. Just wanted to pop in here in late July and leave some love. Aww. Got turned on to the show a couple years ago when I was Hell living yeah. in Pittsburgh. What? My buddy Ernie, thanks, Web Dog, and and I have been listening ever since. Ernie, shout I'm out. now riding in from North Portland, where, oh, I'm, li- where I'm listening to the most recent episode with my partner in boogieing and in life. Listening to the show is part of our routine has turned us on to new artists and has given us a co- constant in these strange times. Awesome, man. Keep up the good work and take time to take care of yourselves. Thank you, brother. Aww. Maybe Thanks we for will the catch reminder. Maybe we will catch you at the next catch show. Aww. Wonder Ballroom. Yes. 10, 7, 10 17, 2019 was sick. Yes, it was. When the shows <laughs> come back. Thanks again, Gordon. Right on, Aww, Gordon. Gordon. Thank you, Gordon. Thank, Thank you, Gordon. for that. That was a little And if you hear this hug. and you live in, I don't know if that means you live in North Portland or you're visiting, hit, hit well, us up. Hit yeah. us up. Hit us up, yeah. It works. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. We're going to get you the interview with Russ Lawton. We love you guys. We love the No Simple Road family. Yeah. All right? That's all I got to say. So Hold on. What? I wanted them to say something oh, yeah, on the way out. Further ado and all well, We'll okay. do the without. Well, yeah. yeah. What did you have in yeah, mind? I had, what I had in mind was I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew how much we appreciate you, how much we love you. Glad you're here. And... Do you, as far as like whatever your expectation or was the next year, whatever it was, the nervousness, any of it, I hope all that's put to bed and that you just feel like you're home. You're home with your bit. family. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I truly do feel like I, I w- we were talking about this while everyone was inside. We just had like a second together. And I was like, I I was so nervous, like pulling up to the call to second. I was like, fuck, I have to call her. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to do this. And then I see her little head like pop up around the corner. <laughs> and I just like took a breath and I was like, fuck, it's just Mel. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I've been, really, Good. I've been really connecting with this idea lately that um, I heard this from a, a book I read called The Four Agreements. And oh, that yes. basically the, the mind's purpose is to dream. And that we set these parameters that we have and what we perceive to be reality because our brain is awake. And then when our brain is sleeping, then the dreams we have, have don't have these boundaries anymore. And I just want to say that being here with, with this family, with you guys here in this moment, 
is an incredible part of the dream. Mm. Oh, wow. Thank wow. you, Joe. It is for me, too. Yeah, us Believe too, it or man. not, Believe man. It. It's the big time. Especially right now. Especially right now, you guys. This is like more than what we could ever ask for. I was thinking when I was driving home from the eye doctor, <laughs> and I knew you guys were going to be here, and I was thinking it, it kind of feels normal like a normal summer because you guys are here. Mm. Like the feeling of the musical family coming together and seeing people yes. that we love and having guests at the house and all that, like you guys brought that magic with you. So it means a lot to us too, man. It really, really made my day. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, right that strange normal All right. back. Without <laughs> further ado, the No Simple Road family gives you Russ, Russ Lawton. Lawton. That was slow. Let's do it fast. I, I, I Without further that. ado, the No Simple Road family gives you <laughs> Russ Lawton. Apple, you don't get it. Whatever. Hi, everybody. Hi, Mel. Hi, Dar. Sorry, I had a burp in my throat right when you said. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm froggy. Hello, Dar- everyone. Darwin had been laying on the couch, and the moment I hit record, he walked over and laid under the table. He knew it was time. He knew it was time to come. He's going to hold no down the road. foundation there. Whoa. Hold yeah, up. There he goes. Oh, okay. He gets all squinched up under the table, puts his neck like against the crossbar. He always looks so uncomfortable, but it's not. Whoa. What's that? It's a telephone. What's it doing? It's calling Russ Lawton from Trey Anastasio Band in Solemon. Hello. Russ, how you doing, man? Hey. How you doing? Hey, I just, uh, I went on, but I just saw me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. This is Aaron. Not good. <laughs> Not no. <laughs> um, and we also have two more here. Let me have them introduce themselves. Hi, Russ. This is Mel. Um, welcome to No Simple Road. Uh, nice to meet you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. To, so, do you think we need? I'm trying to get on. Is this? A, oh, is this a conference call, or is there? A, or is there like? A, Actually, I'm so used to the Zoom. Um, no, it's not. It's. Did what? I send you a Zoom? No, no, no. I'm just, I, no, you know, I'm sorry. You know what? It's, uh, I'm so used to that. I, I thought that's what it was going to be. So <laughs> if you want to Zoom, we can. Totally. <laughs> um, no, whatever. I just, uh, I'm, I've been doing a bunch of these different the band and stuff. So, but, uh, ah, okay. So what's this? Yeah, that's easy. Fine. Relax, uh, man. It's just a phone yeah, call. It's just chill. A piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> no, that's cool. I just... I took a shower and everything, man. No. <laughs> oh, man, it's you already lost and all. Um, yeah, it's we have a board that um, all of our mics go through, so the phone Bluetooths to the board, and you can hear okay. us, and we can all hear you. It's kind of cool. And we that have one sense. more, that Russ. Makes- yeah, there's one more participant here. Yeah, and I, I'm the third one, co-host of No Simple Road. This is Apple, and thank you for joining us, Russ. We've been grooving out all morning. In fact, just uh, just turned off influence a minute ago. <laughs> and oh, cool, man! <laughs> you got you just said like a Saturday morning soundtrack all morning. Here has been just bopping around the house and just digging on your guys' stuff. Well, thank you, man. I'm really proud of that that band too. We're very lucky. 
We just started rehearsing. Hey, look, you know, I'm going to flip you to my uh, Bose phone. So two, okay. two yeah. seconds. Do your thing. Make those. Yeah. All right. You guys there? Yep. There we go. Okay. All right. All right. Much easier. Yeah. Much boats. better sounding, hopefully, too. Yeah, it sounds great. But, yeah. You, so you said just started rehearsing uh, within the past couple of weeks? Yeah, with Ray, because he lives pretty close to me, so he's got a garage. So now that the weather is decent, we get in there and do the six-foot, you know, thing and wear the mask when I show up. And, yeah, well, we got a couple little uh, – we got a, a, a live thing. We're going to be hopefully a live, uh, you know, like a video broadcast in a couple of weeks, so we're getting ready for that. That materializes. And trying to rec- new, work on a new record, too, so all of the above. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, that's exciting, man. That's cool. You know, that was one of the things when I was thinking about talking to you is like, I was really wondering how the quarantine has changed what you do for you. Oh, man, it's, it's changed. So, first thing, obviously, the gigs. I haven't, I haven't done a gig in, since uh, March, middle of March. And, and luckily, Ray and I came off a couple of really successful gigs in, in Boston and New York. So we, we went out with a bang, which, you know, which was, you know, Heck yeah. but it's, <laughs> it, it, it's been, you know, I'm basically like, I was telling my friends that I'm, I'm acting like I'm 19 again and living in my parents' house and taking drum lessons and just practicing as many hours a day as I can or creating and sending Ray beats and just trying to stay in it, you know, and all the little things you wanted to work in, but never had the time. Yeah. And, uh, cause there's always like, I'm got a recording or there's a tour coming up or we're doing, which is totally what I love doing, but other things get sort of pushed to the side a little bit. So now that's about, there's no excuses. <laughs> yeah. It, doing that, but it, it's really changed it. Yeah. It's really removed excuses for all of us for life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun, it's yeah, it, it, it's crazy. I, yeah, it's really, it's really insane. Yeah, I can't believe, I can't believe it. Some days it hits me, and I'm like, "Oh my God, what's going on right now?" You know, you just, I never seen anything like it in my life. I, you know, <laughs> just be- Mel and I were talking yesterday on a walk, and a coworker of mine said something <clears throat> that really hit home. Like, I haven't really been able to put the feeling of this thing into words in like a coherent <clears throat> way. And yesterday we were talking. And I, I asked everybody that I work with, I was like, is everybody else just exhausted all the time? Like you wake up in the morning, have coffee, and then you're tired. And yeah. <laughs> to the man, to the person on the team, everybody was like, yes. And one of the, my teammates was like, you know, we're grieving. We're grieving every day the loss of our life, the way that our lives yeah. were. And, and it's a reminder every day. So the the process starts over again, new every day and it's tough. And I had never yeah. thought of it like that. Yeah. That's really, I mean, it's a good way to look at it it's in a positive way as much as <clears throat> you just wondering where the root of the situation is. But that's kind of what I mean. I mean, I'm sitting on the couch like, Whoa, man, this is like crazy. Cause I'm all, you know, I'm always looking at the calendar. I wake up, get down the business and I'm out, I'm out of my, my, you know, element and my cycle of what I do every day other than practicing. <laughs> Yeah, you bugging, you know, whatever. But yeah, it is grieving. It, it, it's 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 pretty intense, man. Mm-hmm. So you were, you were not, saying that you were about to do a, a live uh, stream. Have you been finding you know value in watching other live streams? Like, how has that been for you? 
I've been watching some uh, here and there. Yeah, some of my friends have done some, and and I've done some just on the Facebook Live thing, just some drum things here and there once in a while. But yeah, like yeah, but we've got to do one in a couple of weeks, and nobody's going to be there except you know the film crew or something. So it's cool. And I saw that one actually. They 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 did one from Tab from uh, last week from Peach Fest from last year. That was inspiring to see again. Right that was on. cool too. Is it, is it weird for you to? This may be a dumb question, but is it weird for you to see yourself when you look back at old performances? Are you able to sit and watch it without picking yourself apart? No. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, it's, you know, it's funny. It, there's a timeline, though. Recording, maybe not necessarily the, the, the uh, video thing, but more. But there's a certain timeline when I listen to it. It's like five, ten years ago. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know what it is. I say that, but I do listen intently. But if it was like last week, like oh my, like yesterday, we recorded. I'm like, ah, oh, the tempo's a little too fast, or this and that. But I, it, the further away it is, the way I, I think I don't worry about the performance of that actual show. But it's it's never ending, man. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> but I, but it's a good thing too because you can prove, and not necessarily oh, I could have played fancier or this. It's just like one like one guy said, it's like minor adjustments, and I always love that because it is like, oh my god this is awful. It's just like, yeah, why did I just do that? Or that tempo is just a hair too fast or blah, blah, blah. I mean, you want to enjoy yourself too and listen to it. You know, like you yeah. can give yourself some, some credit. You know what I mean? It's not like it's totally out the window, but yeah, I, I have the same thing when I listen back to old episodes of the podcast, I know what you mean about the timeline thing. Like there is a, a progression that happened and you know, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, maybe there's a couple of critiques, but in the first 10 episodes, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that or said that. So I get it. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, even when I do these things, I did a Skype one a couple of weeks ago. I'm like all excited. I'm like, Russ, calm down, man. Yeah. You know, that was whatever, but it's like, this is my personality too. And I'm, I'd rather be hyped up than like depressed. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when it comes down, down to it, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I'm, I got energy. Well, it comes <laughs> through, you know, it comes through in your playing style, man. It really does. Like makes you move. It does. It makes you move. <laughs> oh, and, thank you, man. Thank yeah. You. And the, and the thing that Apple and I were just saying when we were listening out on the porch is like, you're very tight and snappy. That's the way I would describe your drumming is just like really tight and snappy. And it made me think, how does a drummer have a sound? Like I could pick you out of a lineup. You know what oh, I mean? Man, that's, I just got the chills right there, man. You know why? Because that's the biggest compliment anybody can ever give me or any other drummer, I think. Really? Why is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it, it's like you it's like you have your voice. And that, sometimes that's all you have. Because there's so many great musicians out there. Mm-hmm. There's some great music. You know, I mean, oh, I'm yeah. just sometimes I, you know, there is. And I said, I just think it's a, there's a, there's a kid being born right now that in, 20, in 15 years is just going to be getting all the gigs or something or whatever, you know, <laughs> but if you have your sound, it, it's half the battle really. Then it's like, you know, you got to know music you know, whatever and have good time and this and that. But man, it's like, I've worked on my snare sound, like my snare sound, I'm drawing on my influences, but somebody else has said that before. Uh, I was like, did you play on that movie thing? And, that, and I was like, you heard that? And it was yeah. like, thank you. <laughs> Oh, I should do that. My daughter, a, a CD would come in the mail back when, you know, when people would send CDs if I played on it. And 
I'd play it. And then after, you know, one song, she's like, dad, is that you? Then she turned 14. She's like, dad, is that you? You know, ah, <laughs> 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 oh, take it off. No, oh, <laughs> but no, thank you, man. That, no, that's like, wow. That's like the big, you know, cool. Yo, what it, it, it is very unique, unique, your sound. Like me and Aaron, we were listening this morning to your sound scratches a certain like itch that like, I mean, we all love all drummers, but yours hits something that it's, it's soothing, but also like funky and upbeat at the same uh, yeah, it's time. Invigorating. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, it make like, you it shakes, yeah, it shakes something yeah. up in you that makes you like, maybe it was like kind of like stagnant or something. And, and it just like a bell, you it know, makes you shake your booty. You can't help but move your booty. <laughs> <laughs> it clears That's, the air. That's what it does. It clears the air uh, and it brings its own like information to the, environment yeah um oh man that's just, you guys are making my day here man. Well, no, <laughs> true. true. Like, because well, no, no, seriously. meet us too because you want to know why right now through the quarantine all we have is this kind of music to inspire us again like honestly the only time i've gotten down is if i put on something loud and make it happen myself so if the music that we're putting on is also making it happen on its own it's it's been helping us get through man so thank you russ for doing it like for i know you're just you. working your craft and but we just appreciate it so much because it has really helped us through a lot of these few months that you yeah. know seem endless yeah. well, it does thank seem you endless. well I, I mean i appreciate it too you were you know everybody knows me from tab and stuff but i would I, I had i would say i had a good 25 years before that and little known bands and this and that and always, but mainly just trying to be a creative musician and not be a rock star or anything, but just put my art out there and be part of something that I really believe in. So yeah. it's a long road, you know, and you really appreciate it. And I, you know, I do every day now Can I'm up with Ray and we're coming up with some stuff and it's like, this is what I, yeah, man, we're doing our thing still. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, you know, even like I never really wanted to just like, I want to get that big gig with uh, you know, what blah, blah, blah. I always wanted to just be in a band, you know? Can yeah. you bring and, us to some of your beginnings, Russ, of how, you know, like where it all came together for you? Like, you know, discovering the drum and then like how you worked your way up to where you're at? Sure. I mean, I, I grew up in this little town out, outside of a, it's called New Bedford, Mass. It's, it's a, if you've ever read Moby Dick, the town, that's where I was born. And then, okay. and they have these drum, they have these drum cores. And, um, I would, I never forget this. I've said this story before. I was, I'm half Portuguese, so I go to these Portuguese feats they'd have every summer, and the parade was coming down the road, and I was getting all emotional. I was like eight years old, trying to figure out what was going on right now. You know what I mean? It's like when yeah. you really music, and that's why I play music because it moves me. And, and then my my second cousin was in one of the drum corps, so I just go hang out up. They used to practice in my house, so I just go hang around up there. And then eventually they, they I had a bought a little snare drum, and, and I got involved with that as a drum corps marching, you know, not really, it was a drum and bugle corps, they call it. Yeah. So I started with that. And then from there, I just bought it, got myself a paper route and bought a drum set. And after that, that was oh. the beginning of the end, you know, wow. <laughs> and, you know, then like, you know, just sort of like playing a band in high school. And then after high school, I just got really serious about it. And I, I used to drive up to outside of Boston once a week and study with this guy that was used to teach at Berkeley. And I just like, you know, uh, try to absorb as much as I could and really understood how to like really practice. I was getting my butt kicked pretty hard. I, I was playing with some musicians that are maybe three, four years older than me. And, and, um, uh, 
guys, you know, we were doing like this funk thing and then I just, you know, I wasn't there yet, you know, and they were, so I realized I had to do it, you know, had to buckle down, which I already was doing. So that really kind of set me on my way. And then, you know, music takes you places. I moved to Boston, moved to Woodstock, New York. He's doing this, uh, try to go to this place called creative music studios. And, and I, um, there was all these musicians up there. It was incredible. And it was a lesson within itself. And then then when I was 22, I joined this band called uh, Zebra with two Z's. And it was like this guy from this band called Osabisa. And they were, and I was a fan of his music. They were from London and he married a Vermont musician. And that's how I got to Vermont. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, so, and this band was incredible, man. And that's you talking about your style and your sound. I really liked by playing that music, it really moved me, and I had to work really hard to get it because it was called Afrobeat, but it was a little more rock and rock, rocked out than that. But I really said, "This is my little angle," and it's not even an angle. I shouldn't say that, but it was really something that it really that my little niche, you know, my, my yeah, my flavor. Yeah. And, and at the time, I was really like around. Like I remember this guy; his name is uh, Vinny Coyuta. He, he's a very famous drummer now, but he was play with my best friend and he was so good even at a young he was 18 and i was 19 i was like who is this guy you know i went to the rehearsal and i was like how am i ever going to be as good as this guy and once that i was even being competitive but this guy was like and it wasn't even that he was playing all those fancy chops he was playing up that meters kind of all that funk that we love he was doing that back then yeah and it was i mean he could play all the fusion stuff and he does not but just to play whatever i was like oh my god how do i do this and then and then that kind of right there realized that I need to have my own voice, keep practicing and keep achieving. But, you know, Fun. but then I joined that band. Yeah. Long story here. Then, no. But then, you know, just being in the original bands and that band didn't last. We were in LA for a while. And then I came back to Vermont and I, we met, my goal was to find some musicians and move to Boston. Cause there's like a rock scene there and it's not New York or LA, but it's a, it's a thriving scene. So I found some guys and I moved down there and, being on the original music scene, you know, down there and right. just be, being a, being a creative musician. And that's, you know, like I said, I've always been like a band guy. So, so striving for that, which came first. I, I'm forgetting. Did Solomon come first or did tab come first for you? No, <clears throat> excuse me. Tab came first and that's how I met Ray. Okay. Okay. I, cause, yeah, cause I he, wondering. you know, and then he, you know, he, we did a couple tours without uh, Ray that he got involved. He was in this band called Viper House in Vermont, and mm-hmm. I was still living in Boston and Salem, Mass. And then, um, and actually, when he lives around here, when we moved to, back to Vermont about 15 years ago, we built a house outside of Middlebury, my wife and I. And uh, I'd see Ray all the time when we weren't touring. I'm like, Ray, what are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. Let's get together, you know. And like, I found this little club that had a, a organ in it because that thing, you know, the Hammond B3. It's like, hey, I can make it real easy for you, man. Just show up. Yeah, just come here. Just come in and let's go make some stuff up. And we got together once and then, but we started getting together and making these little home, home recordings. And it's like, wow, this sounds really kind of good. We did like once a month, twice a month. And then, you know, it just really organically turned into, again, again, it turned into something. And again, too, it's the process of, oh, the need to be a creative musician, you know? And then for me, it was really, and we could collaborate and I bring in a beat and he, Oh yeah, well check this out. And it's like, you know, you, some people, they just look at the sideways. If you, you bring something in or something with him, it was like, we really, you know, 
I felt really fortunate. Now we still do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's so amazing. I just pinch my, myself, you know, it's like, cause I really get, again, to get to play me and I'm really playing me and the older I get, it's more like, I love the challenge of doing sessions and playing a lot of different people, but you know, having your own thing is what always been my goal, you know? It's amazing too the the sound the depth of the sound that comes out of a drummer and a, a Hammond. I mean, it sounds like a stage full of people. You know, it, it, it's amazing yeah, what yeah. you guys create with just those two instruments. It is so deep. Yeah, it is amazing. And I don't know if you know, we have a new album coming out with Scott Metzer from uh, Almost Dead. Oh, right. J Rad. Uh, wow. Yeah, so it's called Lamp and adding the guitar and this is just one thing we'll do solely Monday and we'll still do a lamp. He's super busy. He's a in demand guitar player, but we did one show and it went so well, but at the same time, it's not easy for a guitar player to fit in what we do, not being the right guitar player. You know what I mean? To fit in and right. he fit in like a glove and we went in and recorded this album and I'm really proud of it. It's going to be out July 10th. Oh, and, right. Uh, oh, right. Come, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. yeah but check it out. It, it, it again too, it's really got the moving stuff. I'm, you know, I did too. I sent him some beats. He sent some stuff. Ray had some stuff. It's like another guy to collaborate with. That's fun. We, that, we, that's what yeah, man. About. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And because, you know, people would fit in, like, we're always thinking, maybe we get a, a, a third guy, you know what I mean? And it was nothing against anybody that's played with us, but it's never really quite been, you know, the right. It, it has to be pretty special, you know? Yeah, and, and bam, you know, we play with my friend bass players, and that sounds great, but that was not feasible. But you know, um, yeah, yeah Scott's, man. Scott's a, a monster player. He's just incredibly talented guy, and I could see how that would fit with you guys. Like in listening to the music, it, you know, Ray is handling that that bass line and the melody, but bringing that in to add some flavor up on top. I think would be, and it's so funny because it, when I think about the music, it doesn't seem like it needs anything. No, 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 no. at all. Yeah, it's a delicious sauce <laughs> by itself. Well, oh, 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 thank you. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I guess I, I don't disagree. I'm really happy. It's really cool that we're <laughs> yeah, doing. Yeah, we're building but, uh, on it, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, well, let's try this. We did one gig at, up at Nectar's in Burlington. It was like, this is badass, man. And, was, and I remember we were like, we traded like, let's make a record then. So that was like December, and then we were going to go in May. He was going to. Uh, Scott was coming up. We were trading, you know, like this phone messages. And, and I was almost like, okay, we're booking the studio for three days for like good money. I'm a little nervous. You know, I want it to be good. You know, so that's like, you come away, you know, like two, two grand later, like we didn't got, we got nothing, you know, Ooh. which I knew we wouldn't, but I mean, you know, it's just whatever. But man, we rehearsed for one day in the studio. And the next day we banged out most of the record. It was like, I was like, wow, wow. this is badass, man. You guys are good musicians, man. <laughs> well, you're there too, That's man. That's great when the magic yeah, well, surprises even you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like, and I knew it was going to be good, but, you know, it's that fine line. You don't want it to be some, we call it, we don't want it to be too traditional, like a jazz trio. Nothing against it. I love it and listen to that style a lot and love it. But we're looking for, again, too, your own sound. And, I mean, Ray certainly has it too, you know. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. does Scott. You know, he's unbelievable, that guy. I mean, I listen. I just listen to what he does sometimes. I'm like, how do you do that, man? It's just so unique. I never go like, oh, that's so cliche or something, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are certain players that are like that, that are just like, 
innovation falls out of their fingertips somehow and and you just watch them and your jaw drops every time and he's definitely one of them for sure yeah yeah and it's innovative and it's not chops it's not like you know what i mean it's not like okay i i've worked on this you know or like we used to, my this, my good friend Squid, bass player, a friend of mine would always say, the guy's running scales all the time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you know, you know, it's it's so it's just pure music. It's just pure Tony. I mean, all anybody anybody in tab, I feel that way about. It's like Tony. I've known Tony for years. It's just like, oh my god, I we started playing the tab. It's like, how come we haven't played sooner? <laughs> it just feels so good. <laughs> you know, we've just been friends. You know. Yeah, and and there's something special too about the the fish community that you know it's yeah oh yeah it's insane so do you see that when you play out with ray and do you see those same folks at the shows following you guys around or is it a different crowd it it depends where we are like we play new york and we've been having some really good shows and i see a lot of the people that are that are fish fans or tab fans too or just you know what it is too it's like i would say like there's people that if they like to have, we're a little more of a, a choir taste. There's no vocals, you know, it's instrumental. It's, it, it, they're the next level of music fan, if that, oh, you know what I that mean. That makes sense. I mean, I mean, not that when you listen to Fish, there's some serious, you know, not that we're, you know, I don't know if I'm explaining myself. You but got it. No, no, no. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's, it's like some people they go for the party and some people like they're listening to Jimmy Smith too, or they're listening to jazz records or, you know, whatever they get a depth in their, in their catalog of, of records or whatever. But I don't know if that, you know, but no, it, it makes sense, but they, but they come out, you know, they definitely, it's, Oh, what I would say, like, you know, we're not going to play that got a Jabu style, which I love, you know, but I, mean, it's like <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to get that, but that's not what we do, you know, and you know, whatever. So what do you bring but, when you play with uh, the Trey Anastasio band? Like what's, what would you say is like your flavor and what your style that you're bringing to that specific, uh, you know, band? Well, I mean, fortunately some of the beginnings was, was Jabu and all those songs are like my beats, you know, first tube sand. So that was a real, that was a real spark that got me the gig. I, I like to believe, you know, oh. it's all the, like the chemistry between all three of us. We first toured the trio. And then of course, Trey ran with it. We just give him some grooves and he just plays some badass tunes that we still play <laughs> 20 years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so you, so you take my style and then you put it into the, the song, other songs that you write that I love. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his songwriting and his whole, his whole guitar playing, you know, he's, he's so mu- musical, you know, but so like, I don't know, like somebody said, you, you definitely got your stamp in that band. And I feel very fortunate that I, I have that, but I, my style fits. I mean, the band or whatever. Your own or, style. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you, you don't you know, have like to like somebody, form or morph into anything. You, you're, you're hired for that for, cause of you. Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm very humble about all that because there's some great musicians that could cover the gig. But I, I guess I always think it's about like I remember hearing stories like, you know, I mean, like Aerosmith, they uh, they try to replace their drummer a couple of times and they couldn't do it because his style just fit the band. I mean, I could be replaced, but I, but you know what I mean? It's like I like to believe I have a little bit of that in there that I'm well, we got a look. We got a little bit of a sound like I know we did that that a uh, peach fest thing. Susan Tedeschi, she's such a sweetheart. Oh. I was talking to her, and she's like, and she was like, she goes, she looked at me and Tony goes, "You guys got a sound, man." Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that's what it is. It's, it comes down to 
the sound or what's that guy Melvin 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 Seals that does that Melvin Seals that does the uh, yeah he does the, the the dead thing we we did this little gig together with him and he goes. You guys got something going on over there. To me, Tony, and I was like, "Thank you." That's all. Like you guys just said, I got a sound. That's all you have to say. You don't have to say I play fast or I got a lot of chops. Just give me a sound. Have a sound. I, I never thought. So that's about how I like different. You know, ever. That's kind of how I feel about you know with with Tab. I, I put like somebody said, I got my little stamp in there, my, my little signature, and it and it works for a, a lot of the stuff. And I'm very very happy. Very lucky about that, you know. Yeah, because when we first started playing, you know, you liked what I did, you know. There, there's something special about that band and the magic that it creates. I we saw you guys in Vegas. Shit, I think it was 2015, maybe. <clears throat> and um, okay, yep. That show was life altering for me it was amazing wow yeah for real and seeing you guys so having seen fish and then seeing that it it's a progression kind of what you're saying like next level of music and bringing the the groove a little deeper and different and i really appreciated that that was the thing that stuck with me at the end of that night was walking out of there was that it was the same feeling, but it was a different groove. You know what I mean? Like it was just a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. We just coming from a different, yeah. You know, and I love those guys. And Jonathan's like an amazing drummer and, and both the rhythm section and Mike is, yeah, they got the, they got a the thing. I remember one night we were, I was playing some gigs somewhere and they, they were playing fish way in the background. Me and the bass player, I was playing with Aaron. It was like, we're like, ah, listen to that, man. It was like, we just grooving on what those guys are doing. <laughs> it was deep, but yeah, everybody's got their sound. It's back to the sound, you know, yeah. I don't know. man. Yeah. And when you sit down with Ray to, to write when you're not having quarantine, get in the way of hanging out together. Like <clears throat> one of the things that gets me about your, your thing that you guys do together is it's so, at least for the untrained ear, for the non-musician, I can't figure out how you play the same thing twice. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It's, it seemed, I could see how that would come out of just sitting down and jamming together. But then to be able it's, to recreate it, it again like later. Yeah, all the time. How, how does that happen? I mean, some of the songs that we do, you mean between yeah. him and I? Or- yeah. Yeah, well, we start with a you know a bass, and I'm you know I'm I'm a song guy. I write a little bit, and I've always been around in bands. So we try to get to some some form of a song. You know what I mean? Like even like yesterday, we were working on a new thing. Okay, we get the form, and we open it up in the middle, or maybe some days it'll really take a left turn. You know what I mean? So it's open to interpretation. But like if you like you said, you listen to like uh, influence. You know, like that's always going to start that way. And it's going to go through those couple of sections, but so it's still really a song. It's not like we're just totally improving, but it it goes some places. And well, once in a while, I'll be like, "Whoa, what?" If, you know, how do we get here? even on that record? It was a mistake, not a mistake, but I went to the ride symbol, and we were supposed to go back to this section, and then it just opened up, and we just, you know what I mean? It just we just left it. It sounded so good. So that kind of stuff happens all the time, you know. That's nuts. If that makes sense. It, yeah. d- it does. And it blows my <laughs> you mind. You get carried away and then it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you try to reach for things. I mean, I'm I'm more guilty of being like a forum guy than Ray. He's totally improv all night, you know, and then I come I'm coming from like, okay, how can we make this good song a great song? 
by arranging, trimming, trimming the fat a little bit. Let's do two verses. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, I grew up with that kind of stuff. And always, it's amazing how like you could go in and, and trim it a little bit and make it a, a great, a good song into a great song, you know? Yeah. Even stuff that we do now on those records, we fix and trade does that too. You get on tour and like, wait a minute, let's, let's, get rid of that last verse or something, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. But it's a constant motion, but we, they are songs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. But like, you know, definitely. Yeah, yeah they, they are. To the it, untrained you know, ear, it, it, it's, it's tough for, for me to, to wrap my head around that. Like the, what you said about like, I was supposed to be hitting the ride symbol here and I didn't or whatever, that there's that much intention and like, planning specificity that goes into it like i it doesn't (laughs) you just think it's all improv all the time yeah (laughs) yeah no it isn't i mean it it is too but i mean it's definitely you start with songs and i'm always harping on melody 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 you know (laughs) but uh (laughs) but there is some stuff even like we're working on this new song and then ray did something and i reacted to it and then we did it again it goes Oh, do that thing you did before. Like, oh, you like that? And all of a sudden it's like, all right, that's the third section. You know what I mean? And, sure. it, and, it, and I listened back on the recording. I recorded it. It's like, yeah, that's because you react and you come up with something. You're taking what you play and then by reacting and make something else. And it, and then you don't know, know how to hang on to that, you know? And right. So it's, so those improv that way in the writing process helps them. That's kind of how we write. Or we'll always say like, okay, we got this song's pretty got a decent arrangement. Now we got to go out live and air it out. And then that's when the magic really can start happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when you're t- talking about you improv a little bit or like, okay, yeah, this tempo is like, I remember one we were doing for years and it never really seemed to work. One day in the van, we're driving, I think we're driving to New York. We're like, let's play a little bit, just a little bit slower and see if that works. And wow, what a difference it made, you know? So just thought, just thought putting into that stuff, you know? Wow. Hey, what's happening? Hi, Hola. It's the middle of the show. And we're what? breaking through the show. Yeah, oh, this is you know, a little different. Boring. Sounds like no, a good break. It's not boring. We'll talk about divine no. premium, premium cannabis. Cannabis. Cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. It was one of our awesome sponsors and happens to be my lifeblood. It keeps me a paycheck and paying rent and living here yeah. and doing oh, a yeah. simple road. And so, it'll keep you. It's nice and stoned or nice and pain-free or nice and no migraines or nice and no anxiety, all that stuff. You can go in there and going into a dispensary can be kind of overwhelming for those of us that aren't in the cannabis industry like Santa Claus over here. But Santa Claus. But mm-hmm. if correction. Go, if, that's right. <laughs> if you go into Define and you tell them that you aren't really sure what you're looking for, but you tell them what's going on with you, the bud tenders there will take the time to figure it out with you. Apple, actually, Monday through Friday, if you go over there, Apple will come out of the back. At in Hillsboro. A, in a Hillsboro. cloud of <laughs> cannabis smoke dressed like an Indian chief. And he will hand you a peace pipe filled with the exact strain that you need for your life. That's not what will happen. That but Apple will happen. definitely help you pick your tincture out. Imagining that. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I, I'm waiting for one of you to come in. I'm throwing a challenge. Let somebody show up. Ca- right? Carrie, you come in. So you ca- come in so I can float out whatever the week's thing is. Every week it's something different. But anyway, oh, like come down, visit us. We have two locations. One in Hillsboro, where I work at. We'll come floating out of doors doing something. <laughs> and we have one in Forest Grove. 
come in, we will take care of you. We have all your topicals, edibles, smokables, vapables, dabables, everything you can want. All and we will help educate you. So come visit us and, and mention that, you yeah. listen to No Simple Road. Why? You'll get 10% off your entire purchase. And, and you get a free t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> so come visit Divine and take care of your head. 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 Oh, you know what? What, what? else? We also have one more thing to tell you guys about. What? Have you ever listened to fish? Out of a fish? That you got from electric fish lights? Shit. (laughs) If you don't know by now, you've been missing something. You are missing something because you should have been gone to electric fish lights and saw the cool ass shit that they're pumping out. And, And so creative. So these lights are made with this thing called IQ technology. It stands for interlocking quadrilaterals. It's a system of 30 interlocking pieces that can be configured into 15 different shapes. And when you add more pieces, the shapes are endless. So you design it, they build it. You choose the shape, size, and color. All lamps come fully assembled and are ready to be plugged in when they arrive. They're made from upcycled vinyl, like milk jugs, plastic, stuff like that. They come with a 12-foot cord, a 12-year energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on LED light bulb, and a hardware kit to hang your light so they will not... Well, they will leave you hanging, but in a really good way. So these are these can be used outside. And like I said, they make custom designs. So you can tell them, like, I want Pickle Rick. I want SpongeBob. I want mm-hmm. my... They get, like a challenge. Every challenge they inverted get. logo. Yeah. I, it, a listener got a wonderful crafted, super dope, like, I don't, I don't even know, but it's... Um, what? I don't know what the shape is. I'm trying to think of the shape. <laughs> it's one of them shapes, It's one man. of them shaped. It's like roundish, it's but shapes. not exactly. So he's always doing care. And then also, you, you, almost every sports team, he will make you a light. I have my Philadelphia Eagles one. They, they, he, let's go to his website and look at it and throw a challenge at him. Yeah. And you can get 10% off. You put in the promo code NSR when you check out. You get 10% off. And... Any NSR family member that oh, gets yeah. the ch- color changing, <laughs> color changing upgrade light bulb, you're gonna get a limited edition poster. special No Simple Road collaboration poster. It's part of your order while while they last, and I'm sure they're going fast. So, go check out electricfishlights.com. Follow them on Instagram at electricfishlights and get enlightened. <laughs> Click. No Simple Road is part of Osiris Media. And one of the coolest things that's happening right now, check it out, Apple. What? Mike Fenoya and O'Teal Burbridge have a new podcast on Osiris Media, dude, called Comes a Time Podcast. So this first episode, let's see, in the first episode, Mike and O'Teal talk about how they first met, became friends, and got the idea to do the podcast. They talk about what the music and comedy world share in common and how they both inform their take on today's social climate. So there's going to be guests on this show like Bob Weir, maybe, I would think. Yeah, that's going to yeah, happen. That's I a think, thing. That's happening. I think knows him. And Yeah, and the first three episodes are out now. So this right here is one of the reasons that I love being part of Osiris Media, stuff like this. Collaborations happening. The music world, the comedy world, the podcast world, all mashing up into this wonderful little 
thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah, this is a great combination. When you mentioned these two doing a podcast together, I was like, what? That, that interested in me. This. And then also, we've had them both on our show. Yeah. You guys yeah. can go back and listen to either one of those interviews. So check out all the other podcasts on Osiris Media and support the family, folks. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I bet that helps. I mean, like like bands like that kind of doing the improv, it probably, I mean, that's like your workshop playing live in front of a crowd to get the reaction yeah. and get the feel back. Like, okay, that one really worked. The crowd, that landed with the crowd. Yep. Yeah, they, they, Aaron, what is that? I'm a big fan of this guy, Nick Lowe. He's a songwriter, and he always talk about you bring him out to the crowd, and then you see what sticks, you know? And sometimes you don't know. I've written, we've written songs in bands, like, I don't know about this one. And it's like people's favorite song. It's like, how does that happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> just sometimes you're so, you're so close to it, you don't even know. Like, I wrote this song years ago, and it was like this silly tune. like, ah, let's play it. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of stupid, but like same thing it's like that was like the hit almost the local you know wow it's like what you just yeah you never know, know. You, happy accident no you don't <laughs> happy accidents too you never know you, you just gotta like i could play that african guy my, my brother you he'd had the accent you got to stick your neck out man you know and he, yeah. and it, it, he, he would do that and try things and you never know so, that's you, what makes it it's what makes it cool it makes it hard or whatever you know yeah and you gotta take take chances you know you said that, you know, knowing how to hang on to that when something lands or reacting to some something that the person that you're playing with is doing, is that something that comes through practice or is that ear? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I think it's a little bit of both, you know, or just being a part of the songwriting process of the improv stuff, you know, when you catch it, you know, right. whatever. And sometimes you don't too, but it's just like with that thing, what I was talking about this, with that song, I was like, Ray, do that again. I'm like, oh, oh, wow. I was just reacting to you. And then you listen back to it. It's like, wow. Okay. You know, again, to you keep it, but it's really just having the experience, you know, the experience of doing it all the time. Cause I'm just amazed. Sometimes I come down the Ray lives up the mountain for me. I'm driving back down the mountain. I'm like, wow, we, we really come up with some cool stuff today. That was like a well, that was a well three hours spent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice feeling yeah, driving like, back from the mountain, knowing you had a mountaintop moment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it's just like, wow, I'm really lucky. I live back in Vermont and I'm being just as creative as I was in when I was hanging out in Boston or something, you know, and, or more or whatever, you know, <clears throat> it's cool. So what do you see Russ coming out of this, you know, coming out of this quarantine and all of this, like, you know, no one knows what's going to happen, but like, what would you like to happen or what would you see happening as we start opening up and, you know, as far as gigs and stuff like that? Well, first I hope you get a vaccine, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, other than that, but other than that, I think maybe it's just gonna, I don't know. People are going to just appreciate it a little mm -hmm. bit more. 
And then a lot of people got a lot of stuff to put out. I don't know, you know. I mean, yeah. uh, this scene is different than the, the, the you know other scenes too. That, but you know, people always appreciate it. But I just think it really, it's going to be a next level appreciation, and I know I will be. Just the fact to do a gig, you know. I, I, I mean, I can remember getting bands together, and it took an, taking a while, and we're rehearsing more than we're doing gigs. And I remember the first gig with the new band. It's like people are dancing to us, man. It's like it's like this exciting moment. I'm hoping that's going to kind of be the thing. People are going to really appreciate it and, and that, you know, whatever. You know, we were, know. everybody's so ready to dance. Yeah, we yeah. were seeing, yeah, we were seeing like, I don't know, maybe 30 plus shows a year and some festivals and, you know, and then to have it all yeah. just stop. It's, it's tough, man. And what yeah. you, we've said, what you just said on the show over and over again, like I appreciated it before. I did. I it, that's my therapy. That's church, as far as medicine. It's medicine. Yeah. And then having it right. gone is stunning. And when we're back, it's going to be a new level of energy in those rooms for a long time, man. It's it's going to change yeah, the I, game. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I was hesitant because you guys already appreciate it so much, and I, I'm so I'm so appreciative of that. But yeah, it's going to be some other level. I think it's going to be. Yeah, we're all gonna Woo. leave our body and Let disappear. The, I've said it a couple times. I gotta be careful not to hurt myself. It's the first, like the yeah. first couple shows. <laughs> I'm yeah, 30, 51 now, so I could, you know, throw something out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're out of shape. You gotta warm up before you get up. Do it. You pull a hammer. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Like all of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, I'm up. I mean, I think about, I, wor- I worry about that being a being a drummer and like when I go on tour, man, I got to be in shape. I mean, I, I ride my bike and I practice. I'm playing a lot. I I feel like my drumming, uh, other than the live, you know, you play a whole lot different when you play live in a sense, and you you build up the live chops too. But but I'm definitely uh, think about that too. The endurance and stuff it's different. Like because somebody's asking the other day, you come off tour and. You're like you're, you're sharp, you know what I mean. You do yeah. some local gig, and you're like it's popping even more than it was, you know, whatever. And it's like, whew, I don't know, man. I, I, you well, know, that's what I, I always kind of thought like you're at home, practice. I always kind of looked at it kind of like, well, like an athlete, a musician, like well, you know, you're at home, yeah. keeping your chops up all the time. But that's that's like going to the gym, and then when you get to play live, that's like the bodybuilding competition where you let it all out and oil yeah. up, and bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I know. Well, no, okay, I, I didn't exactly. make it. Well, I don't know. I love anymore. Grossed but I just now. Yeah. Well, what makes it feel any better? We call oiling some of my friends drinking. So we, oh, but I don't oil up when I drink. When I play, <laughs> after the show, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it, it is, and, and you know, it's just I try to, you know, I'm, I'm just practicing a lot as I can, man, and. So I'm ready. I'm ready, man. When the yeah, call we, comes we're, in, man, we're ready, ready to be there. When you said when you, at the beginning of the show, you were you said, "Yeah, we're going to be playing a little gig." I was like, "Oh, or we're getting on a plane. <laughs> Where are we going?" But you know, yeah, so, we might. There is, you know, the guy from the higher ground in Burlington. You ever heard of that place? Yeah, they did open a. They built a drive-in oh, with wow. a forty like this, one of those big like LED screens like you see at the festivals, right? And yeah, man, and they have the car six feet apart. Two, fits 200 cars and that which is really smart i mean people are doing driving gigs now you know but this is like a 
you tuning your radio, you know, yeah, it's pretty I, crazy. You know what? We're, it just goes to show that live music is never going to go away no matter what. And that it's important. <clears throat> it's essential. It's, it's really yeah. important. I think sometimes we forget like these things are good for our psyches. They're good for our souls. They're good for our hearts. They're good for connection and relationships, like community for so many different things. And when we don't have it, it's not just hearing it. It's what it does for us. Oh, I agree. You know, I always say like, I'll go see some, some inspiring music and I'll wake up the next day and play. I'm like, wow, I'm playing really good today. I'm like, Note to self, you just saw some really great music last night, and it reflects on the way you play the next day. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes. gives like you he, a little, like, you know, a little pat on the well, booty and, to and keep going. And it going. also lets you see stuff you never saw. Yeah, and it, it just inspires. Like, you know, even like, you know, you talk about Jabu. Like, I remember I was watching this Bernard Purdy, who's a fabulous, tasteful drummer, I was watching this this video of him, and the next day I went up to Trey's house, and I was inspired by Bernard. Man, I could, he's just uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh. it's like whoa, and then that beat just came out. It's it's not nothing like some incredible fancy beat, but it just had it had attitude and sound and whatever. It just it had it had fun written all over it. Or something, yeah, it does. You know? <laughs> it still has fun written all over it, man. Yeah, you it hear is, that beat? It's, it's on. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's you know whatever. I think about that those times when, when when you know you just hear this music and the next day it just like I'm in a good mood today. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yep. that's that's how I come home from a show too. Next day I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Yeah, when we're not you. practicing and and going and seeing shows, like, what kind of stuff do you do other than playing drums and recording music? What kind of hobbies you got? Oh God. Um, let me think here. Well, <laughs> uh, play drums. No, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, I, no I, well, um, I've been married for many years. So I get, so especially when I'm busy, like if I have like a Sunday off and I'm home, I'm, it's like a celebration. I'm hanging out with my wife, you know, we go yeah. do stuff and she's a, she's a Vermont girl. So we have like this incredible garden. So Aww. she kicks my ass and I go out there and work in the garden, but we get all this like kale and all this great food. And matter of fact, I'm seeing her right now. She's mowing the mowing the lawn oh. <laughs> but she loves doing it but i did some too no but I, you know i we're really into food i'm like vegan you know oh, really right important thing in my life and keep having a great diet is something that i i do every day and i just and in fact she just bought me a vitamix for father's day so i've been That's using huge. the uh yeah the i've been doing like the the, the uh Nutribullet, which works good, but I keep I kept wearing out the blade thing, and we, it'd be so loud. And then they're like, "You got to buy one once a month." I'm like, "Just get a Vitamix," <laughs> you yeah. know. So that's like a big, big thing in my life. I, you know, I'm really influenced what, by that. What but prompted that? Being vegan. Yeah. Well, I was vegetarian. You know how it happened? I moved to Woodstock, New York, and my neighbor. It was two health. They used to call them health food stores back in the days. I remember before Whole. Remember that? Okay. Mm-hmm. And there was two of them in that town. And my neighbor was like, what are you eating? I'm like, oh, we're cooking some meat or something, you know, whatever, pot roast or something, whatever. And I wanted to go that way, but I just, whatever, I never did. I was young. I was like 21 years old, you know, and, uh, and she fed me all this vegetarian food. I'm like, this is incredible, man. And like, I never tasted it. And this tastes so good. And I'm really open-minded. And I started with that. And I, we just started rolling and, and just by being there and people and new, and people, I worked Influence. at this restaurant, Bear Cafe. Their cafe. It wasn't. It was a French restaurant, but there was a lot of other 
different kind of food and things. And, and then I moved to Vermont and two of the other guys in the band Zebra were vegetarians. Well, I was vegetarian back then. And again, too, there was a health food store right downtown and people are, and it was like products of, of the environment. Cause right. in Burlington, Burlington back then, it was a lot of people coming to the gigs. We were this Afro beat dancer. It was kind of like, it was really like a, 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 a fish crowd or whatever. And right. it was kind of the, that back, back then. So, and I remember our first gig, the place sold out. I was like, what's going Ooh. on, man? We just started this. It was so amazing. They supported the band and it was like, wow. And then so you meet all these people and, and I remember, I remember even like it was like rehearsing and outside of Burlington. These people were like, "Hey, Russ, what are you doing tonight? Come to our solstice party." I'm like, well, "What's that?" Summer <laughs> 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 solstice. I was just, you know, I mean, uh, it was just like these real worldly things that I got influenced by. And That's was, awesome. But that really, it, and just traveling with this band, and we'd all be making pots of brown rice and <laughs> vegetables and whatever. Just you know, and I kept, I ran with it, and I kept it up. And, so how do you keep that up when you were um, like touring? Well, with Trey, it's easy because they have catering okay. and they have like they make because everybody's at least a vegetarian now. A lot of people, so they'll still have meat and stuff, but they make it vegan. They say it's just as easy for them to make it vegan. But when I'm touring with Ray, I'm definitely bringing some supplies. Okay, <laughs> you yes. know, okay. like. like I'll make like a big old bag of like my wife does it. Now I made it, I've done it for so many years. I can't stand my own granola anymore, but that's, that's like the easiest thing to bring because it doesn't, you know, it keeps really well. Right. So I'll eat that for breakfast and then buy some fruit on the road, bring some fruit, bring apples. They last, you know, bananas don't really last or raisins. And then now see, years ago, there was this girl, I wish I could remember her name, but she wrote this book called the tofu tolbu and she had, she toured a lot. So she wrote down for every city or town around the country, you could find vegetarian food and then the hit like record stores and all that. Oh, so awesome. I used to carry that, carry that book. But now there's one called the happy cow. And now everything's an app now. So I, I, it's on my phone. It's called the happy cow. So even when I'm with Trey, we have a day off. Like I remember like, all right, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I got to go find some way to eat. I'm like looking and it gives you like the mileage. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's like, one mile it's like oh it's right across the street you know it's something whatever so it's so you find food that way you know it's or like you know if a, for, for a vegetarian yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you know you you find you find ways you bring supplies you know or even if i'm going out for the weekend like say i'm doing a three-day one with Tre uh, with ray i'll make some peanut butter jelly sandwiches and they'd be like, I remember like a few times, right? I'm so hungry right now. I just reach in my bag, like, here you go, bro. Oh. <laughs> and it gets you, gets you, gets you through till you get to the gig, do sound check, and have dinner with something. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's survival. You know, you learn to. And, and then when I was younger, when I was in Zebra, when I first started touring, I got really sick. I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't, you know, being terrible drugs or anything, but I just was not eating that well and not learning how to do this. You know, right. And I remember like went to one gig and. It was double booked. The guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, double booked, but ha have whatever you want, open bar. And I think I drank too much whiskey and I got like really sick and like got like strep throat or something. Like, note to self, man. Yeah. <laughs> no drink. <laughs> take care. You need to take care of yourself. And I, I haven't looked back. That's, that was a long time ago. That's something that I've learned talking to musicians on the show. When I was younger, I had this, I mean, and I know that there is a good portion of them that do this, but. I thought everybody was on acid all the time, partying <laughs> constantly, and <laughs> that was it, you know? And from talking to you guys, I've realized that it's 
it really is a discipline to be able to be on the road and maintain your physical body and your, and your mental and physical health. And if you don't pay attention to that, you're going to really have a hard time. Yeah. What would happen even in some of those early tap tours halfway through the tour, a three week tour, you start, your energy level goes down. That's like, note to self. You know what happened to me? Actually, I was, I was thinking of reading Ozzy Osbourne where it was on like a treadmill or something. I'm like, if that's getting ready for a tour, folks, if that dude's doing that, I better get on the case here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. And it's your energy, it's your energy level. You really need to have that extra gas tank. I mean, I, I got like one of those fits for Christmas and it tells you like, even like today I, I practice for a little bit and whatever. I get like 20,000 steps in. It, it counts the, the, the drumming. So I do get exercise from drumming, but you still need that, energy on the road right. to keep that drumming to do those points, you know? Well, yeah, you're pouring so it's it really, out. Well, that's like we yeah, watch, we watch uh, Bob, Bobby Weir's workouts or <clears throat> staying in shape, getting older and stuff. Guys, and he, I mean, swinging iron yeah, clubs. Yeah, out there and... swinging maces and clubs around <laughs> and just getting, getting Oh, wow. There. Yeah. He's, I guess he's, yeah. he's figured it out too, man. You know, it's, it's a weird balance of taking care of yourself and yeah. still having fun. Yeah, it's, it, it, you know, yeah, I don't really party. Till my, I have a couple of beers maybe after at the show. Even that, I'm feeling, you know, whatever. I don't really get wasted or anything. I mean, I even like drinking on the gigs. I learned that a long time ago. Like, oh, yeah, that's what you do. And I'm like, by the second set, I was like, I need a nap. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I'll even pass. more badass yeah. that you're completely sober, eating healthy, and rocking out and having fun. <laughs> That yeah. Is like, oh, yeah. Yes, that is the future of rock and roll and jazz and music. Like truly, like yep. kids need to know that. Okay, yeah, you can totally party and you know get wasted. That's fun too. But try doing it sober and maintaining your energy and raising the vibe of the whole place because you're on fire. Like that is really awesome. And what a great role model you are to people out there, just oh, in general. Wow. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I mean, I want to keep doing it, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's how you do it, you know, and you, you, you know, just to keep, keep on top of it all, you know, yeah, it's hard enough right. as it is, you yeah. know? <laughs> yes. Life is yes, hard enough. Know. Yeah. Life is. And, and also too, is like, you know, like I, I have a daughter and she's older now, but when my wife want, wanted to get her career going, so she's a city planner and I was home in the day with her. And years ago, you know, I'd be out with my boys every night after rehearsal. I'm like, I'm not going to wake up hungover and hang out with my daughter. You know, I'm not yeah. doing that. So I, you know, I didn't drink for a long oh, time. Oh, that's respect. So, you know, that's having that's respect cool. for your, your family. Yeah. And, and, and nothing against people. I mean, I, I drink again. Yeah, <laughs> but no. I mean, you know, but I miss, but it's not like, you know, you I'm not getting, but it was like, yeah, man, you, you know what I mean? Totally. I'm not going to wake up like, uh, go play with your toys. Uh, yeah. da- daddy's, <laughs> daddy's tired still. He's got a headache. Go watch. Go watch Sesame Street. You leave me yeah. alone. Of course, she would do that. And I, then I go practice on my pad. But now she's a good songwriter, so she got something out of it. But. Right on. <laughs> We were talking to somebody too that said the same thing. They quit drinking quite earlier. They're like, when I re- realized that I could not remember, you know, people would be like, that was a great gig last night. And it's like, oh, really? Wish I was there. Like, you <laughs> oh, don't man. remember what happened. And like, that, that was like, that's kind of embarrassing when you get compliments and you don't know what on because yeah. you're getting too high yeah. or, or whatever. So, yeah. And, and that's really, yeah, that's tough. And I think sometimes too, I know like people make it earlier in life and then you get on that grind of touring a lot and then it just sort of 
you know, that's all you've kind of known is the early stages. And when you're young and, and then, uh, it, it, it's a bad, it's a bad cycle you yeah, get into. And I that think, shit will you know? catch up to you too, man. That, yeah. And, and all of a sudden you're like torn down and you're like 40 years old and you, you don't realize you can, you can get another 30 years or more out of that plan, man. Cause it, it, music goes on forever. Yeah, it, it does. That's, the, healthy. that's the beautiful thing about it. it. At the beginning of our conversation, you said the name of the new album. What's it called again? Lamp. It's called Lamp. Lamp. Yeah, that's the name of the band. It's just that that's the name of the album too, Lamp. Why? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't normally do this, but I got to ask. Why Lamp? Oh, just because it's our name. That was the easiest thing. Lawton, Metzger, and Patchkowski. Oh, okay. That's uh, what I, yeah. Okay. No, no, yeah. No, man. When I got like, it pulled you know, up, like, we're going to listen to There's one song available right now that we'll be listening to right after this. Awesome. Yeah, and there's a video out there too. And oh. if you can't find it, let me know. It's a really cool video we did with this guy, and um, I can I'll, I'll I'll just text it to you when we get done. Cool. I'll put it on this, at this number. Yeah, I'm really excited about it, man. It's really it's, again too, just still putting out music, you know, and you know, and uh, just being the creative process. We know? need it's, it right uh, now, brother. We need it. Yeah. Well, and I'm curious to you, you mentioned Zebra. I pulled that up here. Two Zs. Uh, yeah, two Zs. So, okay, yeah, from from the 70s, Zebra, the Panic, Lost World. That's This is the right one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and unfo- unfortunately, I'm not on those records. That was the London band. Okay. And we never, it's fun, and it's funny you say that because my daughter was like, yeah, do you need to put that stuff out? Because it's like one of those unfortunate things what happened with, with a lot of bands. We started, we did some, recorded some music. We had this thing on vinyl. It never made it to the digital world. So my daughter was saying, Dad, you got to get that stuff up. I, you know, because everybody, nobody's like, you know, barring that few people do buy vinyl, but it's not out there to the, the public. There's some great stuff on those records, but we were a very different band than that. It was more refined. They're like more like a jazz fusion band. We we had some other, more Afro beat kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, that guy, Lofty, he's a, he's the sax percussionist. I learned so much from him and, Awesome. That was he was like going to school with that guy. I, I've been talking about that guy for since the, you know since we started playing. Well, that was a long time ago. But stuff that stays with you. Any of those songs, "Simple Twist Up Day" from Trey Band, you know, all that stuff was really rooted from the years I I was in that band. Yeah, I wish he was still around for me to tell him that I to give him credit. He passed away a long time ago, but but uh, that's really cool. Yeah, man. You know. Yeah, uh, but Russ, I. Sincerely appreciate you taking the time with us today, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, what an inspiring conversation you gave us. We really oh, appreciate that. Oh, 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 thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it, man. People asking me <laughs> you know, to, do this, to do this, man. But, Lindsay, I don't, I get too, you don't take it for granted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. even, and uh, one thing like on, on the fishing and that, it's, there's no like, there's no age thing, you know, which is really cool. I mean, I'm an yeah. elder musician, no, not that older, but, but like I was listening to this podcast today and the drum, this drummer was like, you know, 51, man, none of the, none of the guys down in, he's in Nashville, go, none of the Nashville, like new stars want me. I'm already too old. I'm like, God, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you're doing your own thing, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or, or even this one girl was there that I know. And she was like, the cutoff is 35. And Whoa. she was working with this guy and he, and he was just getting signed. And that was for like the young country bands, which I'm not really a big fan of a lot of that music. But she was like, I was just turning 35 and he just signed with Columbia. I'm like, sign that contract so I can get in under the gun, you know? Oh, it was shit. like, so what a mentality, you know? Wow. But it's all about image, you know, sometimes, yeah, you know? That, 
I mean, there are people that you see that have like the title steel cat that's older. And then, and you know, that guy from the black keys, uh, Dan Arabach, he's been using like all the cats, like the older cats on his sessions. And I think it's so wonderful. Yeah, man. man they're, like, those guys are talented. We saw them here at the Moda last year. They're amazing. Yeah, it's one of Aaron and Melanie's son's favorite bands. We went for his his your birthday, my birthday. Yeah, yeah and took took their son and really dug what they were doing. And and who was that again? Black Keys. Oh, the Black Keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah they're great, man. And then yeah, and he has a lot of it. Like he's got some solo albums that are really good. Dan are about. He produces a lot of good music too, man. Uh, he did a Doctor John album that I was like so uh, it was so good, and a couple of albums that I just respect his what he does it's so tasteful mm-hmm. and totally. gets so much great great music out there man right but on, uh now where do you guys live are you guys in vegas i saw the thing are you in la or no we're in portland oregon we moved uh oh. four years oh, cool. ago from from vegas up to portland and yeah lived yeah. in vegas most our lives and got out of the desert and traded it for the pacific northwest which we love <laughs> Oh, uh, cool. I love Portland, man. Oh, that place. I was just thinking about the Crystal Palace there. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Uh, Crystal, Crystal Ballroom? Crystal Ballroom, yes. yeah. Crystal Palace yeah. is in Vegas, though. That's a <laughs> skating rink. Oh, oh, yeah. There was one. I grew, I went to high school in Cape Cod. There was one there. I used to play down the, the Peanut Gallery, it was called, and the Crystal Palace is up there. But uh, that that place is amazing. Portland, I love that's a good. That place is funny you say that because I remember like when I liked that town. I, went, I was downtown, put my suitcase down, Went to go some food. I had vegan food in my hand within 10 minutes. It was like, this place is cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Portland is hip when it comes to food and stuff like food and beer. Food, music. And weed. Yeah. And weed, too. Yeah, Yeah. all right. (laughs) Cannabis, food, and and beer up here. That's where it's at. Yeah, that's interesting. And and Vegas has has a a music scene. I know that other than the strip, I've met some people that, you know, they utilize making money on the strip, but there's other kind of creative scene going on. There, oh, yeah. there was a know? whole underground thing happening there, man. We were having huge drum parties in the, in the, uh, dry, dry lake beds there every month. And it, wow, you know, hundreds cool. of people drumming and it yeah, was, it was, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Fantastic. Wow. It, it, it's so amazing. Like all these little pockets of places and mm-hmm. there's people that need to be creative and they do it. It's, that's so cool. I mean, that's even like, I moved up to Vermont and my Boston people, you know, like, what, what's up there, man? I go, this is like a little scene. That's cool, man. You know, it's some cool, and there's some, and it's always been some creative musicians up here. It's not like New York or, or this and that, but stuff going on. It's a great little studios and it's cool. Yeah, man. What's come out of, of Vermont is some of our favorite stuff, man. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to give it, I, I think that's, that that's, that's on, on our list. That's on Yeah. That is on our list of places to get back up to that area. We got, things we got uh, friends and uh, listeners that want us to come and we want to get up there. So maybe we'll see cool. you yeah, yeah. out there. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. We'll let you go, man. I could talk music all night. Aww, <laughs> Russ, I appreciate yeah. you, man. And I thank you for your time, brother. And um, we're going to play out that, that song as we go out. So. Oh, cool, man. Thanks. And, and hopefully I get to meet you guys in person. Oh, someday. yeah. And, uh, yeah. If you come to Portland, man, you got a place yeah. to stay. We, we got a nice house for you. Hook you up, man. You up. Yep. So cook some vegan Thank food. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's All the right. other thing we miss. We usually have bands that have been staying with us by now, but we're, we're going to get there soon, man. Yeah. Yep. Ah, that's cool. I used to do a lot of crashing on floors. Once in a while, Oh, now I have bands that some bands in Burlington like Russ. I'm like, get down here. The drummer, the drummer stays in the drum room, and the rest of you guys are 
fend for yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, well, nice to meet you all, man. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. You, you, too, made, you made my day. Beautiful day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, us too, man. We needed conversation outside of each other. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool, man. And I'll send you that video right now. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, okay. man. We'll talk uh, to okay. you soon. Take, take care, care man. Okay. Take care, man. Bye. Freaking cool Fun. guy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we haven't done an interview in a long time. It's been this a week. Seems, gosh. It's been a week. 
Yeah, this, but this week has like, been an extra. You know long what that reminded me of too? There's something about uh, Bostonians and East Coast people. It kind of reminded me of Rob Barocco when we oh, interviewed my gosh, him. Yes. Very animated and that accent that kind of. You it, know it, what? Him and Rob kind of remind me of each other in a yes. in a in a like a energy kind of a way. Yeah, you're right, Apple. It's that's a weird thing. Like the e, it's. We're all Americans and we all live in this country, but it's well, not a, all of us. It's that a trip that <laughs> that that's true. We got oh, yeah, that's all true. over the world. Um, it's a trip that people on the West Coast are different than people on the East Coast. It's a different mindset and it's faster and a little bit more rough on the East Coast and the West Coast. It has that. Image of but being very polished back. and professional. Oh, yeah. And East Coast. I'm not throwing yeah. shade no, at all. I, it's just in addition to what you're saying. Like, there is a lot of education in the East Coast that comes out of playing, you know? Yeah. Oh, we're looking at a picture of, of Russ. Russ right now. That's just like a solid yeah. dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Period. You, you want just him great, in your band, for sure. I just love yeah, that Russ he... Oh, I love that he's maintaining himself and he is like... With his wife, with the whole food and, and bringing stuff with him. Because that's something in, back in the day when we first started talking to bands, like, how do you stay healthy or how do you, you know. How, or do you stay Or do healthy? you, exactly. And uh, not a lot of, I haven't heard that a lot as mm-hmm. much, you know. And that's, that's yeah, we heard We heard a lot of who says I do. For, exactly. I that, like, who says I do? <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. who that was. Keep healthy on the road. And then it's like, just kidding, man. You really got to try hard. Just yeah. Do. Or just somebody said there, that's an, that's an old song or something. It's like, you got to own the road. You can't let the road own you or you're doomed. That's oh, true. Oh, shit. Well, you know, if you do anything long enough, you learn how to improve. You know, if you're a runner or you, or you yeah. don't. Well, I don't think that's true. If you're a runner for a long time, you figure out what kind of shoes work for you by cycling through. If you're a, playing an instrument, you figure out whether you like a pick or uh, yeah. your fingers. If you're a cook, you figure out that you like Dutch ovens versus regular pots or what. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you there's always a growth uh, period. And for him, the touring, improving his health, that is yeah, he's um, got he's got this. You down. step up the game, you change it up, you know. Well, and like maybe like, that's why that energy in the music is so like fascinating. There, there's a lot of people that didn't get that. I always like it's always sad to me. Like some of the greats, like Janis Joplin mm. and Jim Morrison, and, and them, Dix. they were great talents, but they didn't. It was too much for them. Well, well sometimes it was like, what if what if they were meant to bring that amount of energy, and that's that's like, all. They're like, you, you like know, a shooting like a star. Star. exactly Ooh, a I'm comet, a shooting star, like. I'm, I mean, of course we would love to have um, those talents in our life and our world now, but think about what they did. And, and sometimes you can't create such an impact if you linger around for, for too long. Forever. You know, <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Like that's how you start to appreciate artists when they pass away. Now it's like a great, it's a legend. It's, you a know, legacy that yeah. you left behind. I don't know that Nirvana would be so fantastic right now the way that they were so impactful when they first started. Yeah. I mean, that's just a, a generalization. What you, but What do you mean? When Okay, so when Nirvana came out, they were so brand new, so... Um, like it was in, an explosion. Yeah, and it then was when that explosion something that was never over, happened. What's going to happen? Yeah, some, exactly. What well, That's what, like, where okay, my point is. Okay, the explosion is. happened. Now, 
Now what are you guys doing? And I'm not saying that the artists can't reinvent themselves. Look at Madonna. Look at Prince. Michael Jackson did that. Like a lot of people maintain, but like certain people, they they come in hot already. You know what Ah. I mean? And they, they bring it. So I don't know. Like I'm, I guess I'm just grateful for all musicians, past, present, and future. Heck yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a there's every a, genre, like, like, every like, instrument. Like for us to say that's like, like there, there's somebody who's just born in 15 years. Yeah. Who's that gonna guy's be, gonna. Well, I mean, look, look at, at guys Jasper like, playing yeah, the harmonica. Yeah, Jen playing the harmonica, the <laughs> keyboard DJ, DJ. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. Yeah. Look at guys like Taz. Exactly. Exactly. Billy Strings. Billy Strings. There's Marcus King. That's the next generation that's coming up, man. And like all them, they have such a... Oh, Daniel Donato. Yep. And you see that like deep, deep, all that we've talked to, the, like these young people that have such a deep respect yeah. for everything that came before them and that's in front of them. Like him complimenting the guy from the Black Keys of keeping that alive, using all these older musicians. That's a, that that whole thing that he said tripped me out. Like, oh, you there's a thirty five year old cutoff. Like, what? So, so that, what? That's, you're, wait, that's wait, the music industry. So, what you're stole. telling me is you don't want experience. No, what you're, no, what they're telling image. you is we don't want those wrinkles. We don't want that. We want to produce an image that's fresh and youthful. And if we we can't do that with a 75-year-old drummer, no and matter how your, good he is. In the music scene nowadays, that's the rarity, too. That's the polished, like, you know, this, yeah. is, this is what's going to sell millions exactly. and be on every radio it's station. Image. They sell blah, image. Blah, blah. Most people don't want that. Yeah, remember, like, well, it's not every genre. We know. It's, it's not every that's genre true. that cares so much about the playing. Other genres are like, what does that person look like? How does it sound? You know what I mean? Like, it's I've not never, always the quality like, of the no, music. Reminds me of white men can't chug. You'd rather look good and lose than look <laughs> yeah. bad and win. Well, some of the pop music is not like that. That's not all of it. But a lot no. of the pop music is to just kind of get like an initial look at me, not necessarily depth of the musician. I I never thought about it like that. I, I've never been into that scene, so I never... Well, like Debbie Gibson. No, I know. I get what you, I, I get it. I never thought okay. about it like that. Yeah, that's a trip. Like it's when I listen to music, I want to hear good music. I don't give two shits what the person playing looks like or what they wear. Or well, think about it like this: unless when they're wearing I, a muumu, then they're awesome. I was when just I, I want when I want to hear music, like I want to like dance and have fun. Like I don't care about lyrics or scales or not well i mean it's a mood for me it's a mood so i can throw on debbie gibson and i know that it's not fantastic music but like shake yalla like i could dance to it and groove (laughs) to it i'm not looking for anything like super deep at that point but then when i throw on radiohead maybe i want to think a little bit more about reflect and you know be on a journey through the music like so there's reasons for every genre well, that's what, whether it's that's heavy or music not it's like food for the soul and mm-hmm. the heart and everything yeah you sometimes, sometimes you want a popsicle you want spicy jambalaya <laughs> sometimes you want chill chamber music in your room like, yeah. sometimes you want fast food <laughs> yeah yep. sometimes you want that just quick fix that everybody you know and so thank god to all it. the unique different musicians out there that fill that void and that gap for us because hey, no. yeah. how do you catch a unique rabbit Unique up on it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time somebody says unique, I think that. Unique New York. I was York. wondering why she said that. And he just gets this like little grin I on his I already, face. Because like, I already like, know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I know. It just like my point's like, whew, it's I, just. Hey, <laughs> got to be quick. 
around here. I was. <laughs> it's not about being quick. <laughs> well, Russ, you're mm. a gentleman, and we appreciate you, man. So. Yeah, that was a fun conversation. Yeah, Laughs had, a little education, everything. Mm. That was, like, well-rounded, wonderful. Super fun. Mm-hmm. And you know what, you guys? And what? happy Father's Day, Russ. Oh. It's a little couple weeks late, but happy Father's Day. Okay. Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah, it's a, well, it's still in June. It is still in June. You're right. All right. I'll take it. Everybody out there, you know what? What? Take care of each other. Yes. Smile this stranger. Take care of yourself. And enjoy the song to follow. Yeah. And wash your hands. We love you guys. We'll see you next week with more stuff and things. Well, the song already happened. Peace. Bye. We love you. You enjoyed it. Yourself. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.